This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, hey, how are you? It's good to have you back. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? It's just good to see you again. Every week we're doing our podcast and you keep coming and clicking on the podcast and we're just like, hey, how are you again? It's good to see you. You know, we do appreciate you being here. Appreciate you. Um... Somehow we're just still going. You know, I, I want to blame Cheap Light Beer for this podcast and um, just Cheap Latte have, Beer. You mean. still haven't sponsored Fueling us. Fueling that steam engine, yeah. We're not drinking um, any beer that starts with a B because it won't pay us nothing, like uh, Brock Lesnar once said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great start to this podcast. No, this one was recorded at the Big Time Headquarters in Indiana. Uh, we just had our mobile set up on the road, so it's not going to be studio quality. Um, had a lot of fun. We were hanging out in the Big Time apartment, talking Big Time with Joe and traditional archery with our buddy Shad. And we and had a tour of the plant, too. That was pretty cool. It was really cool. We have a vlog up. Uh, we Off-the-clock vlog is what we call it on our YouTube. And we do like a little quick, low-budget tour of it. Um, we're not video production people at all but we should probably start plugging our not yet our youtube a little better so check that <laughs> we out probably shouldn't do that not yet um so this we have a veteran shout out and the veteran shout out is brought to you by tnk hunting gear and they were kind enough to give us some vinyl harnesses to give away to veterans and doug has a veteran shout out that will get a tnk vinyl harness which is awesome all right boys ready yeah yep this is submitted by william smith and the veteran is Aaron Bennett from the, the Marines. Aaron and I were in Alpha Company together from 2003 to 2005. Aaron was my roommate when I first got to Camp Horno, and I wish I had been more into hunting and hockey back then. Aaron grew up in Missouri playing hockey and hunting and everything. We were both point men of our different squads in Iraq and often talked about how it was just like hunting while on patrol. Aaron left the Marine Corps in 2005 and found himself working as a cameraman for Drury Outdoors and is even featured in a few videos. Currently, Aaron works for Whitetail Properties still in Missouri and has closed the deal on several properties by showing the buyers how to close the deal on Whitetail and Turkeys. We don't talk 
all that often, and when we do, it's usually talking shit to each other about hockey, <laughs> which is nice. And, Doug, you're a hockey guy, so you can relate yeah, to that. you can relate to that. Chirping them, you know. <laughs> but in my opinion, Aaron makes for one hell of a vet shout-out coming from you guys. Awesome. Very cool. Well, yeah, thank so you for thank submitting you, that. And thank you, Aaron, for your service. Thank and both uh, of you for your service. Yeah, and your hard work in the whitetail bunch, woods. You bunch man. of goons. You bunch of goons. Uh, thank you so much, man. Appreciate that. If you'd like to submit your own veteran shout-out, workingclassbowhunter.com is where you need to go. Hit the contact tab, and there's a button for the veteran shout-out when you scroll down. Just fill it out, and that goes right to our emails. And we Absolutely. will get it on the show sooner or later. So thank you for your service, guys. And, yeah. Let's pay the bills. The podcast is presented by HHA Sports, and you can use code WCB15 to save yourself some coin at HHASports.com. American-made, veteran-supported, and I think one of the best archery site brands uh, on the planet. Lifetime warranty. Yeah, it's awesome. You drop it from your tree stand and snap the thing off, and, well, just let them know. And they give back to veterans, so. Yeah, it's hard to hate on that. And uh, if you're curious about a single pin site, I highly suggest looking into HHA. Um, or like rest. Tanks, or rest, you know. Yeah. Um, single pin, get a lot of questions about them. We love them. I always say give it a try. I think you'd be open to – I think you'll realize how awesome they are yeah. when you I start shooting. You'd be shooting. surprised. Like, it'd almost be hard to go back now. But they also Good. offer a three-pin site also if you're in, you? if you want yep. to still stick with that option yeah with the same platform toes in the water (laughs) just getting a little wet there uh podcast also brought to you by scent crusher uh the rapid mobile shower we have the working class bow hunter edition so please check that out if it's not out yet it should be any day Mm -hmm. Um, we're working on getting all that rocking so where can um, people find that uh well it will be you go to workingclassbowhunter.com and we'll have a click-through link for you that'll take you to a special link with scent crusher to get our special edition to help support us Show Sin Crusher that uh, you think we're the real deal, and that always helps. Um, they have their Halo series out. They have a whole new line of bags, room cleans, all the goods. Um, so check it out, SinCrusher.com. Also, Loophole Optics, uh, very thankful to be supported by a brand like Loophole. Great people there. Um, very, very high-quality products. Uh, the range finders, the binos is just amazing. Um, that's one. I always heard, you know, put your money into good optics because you won't regret it, mm-hmm. and I definitely can back that now. It's mm-hmm. good optics make a huge difference in what you're doing. I think we've all used crappy pairs of binos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised at the difference. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Had the Walmart pairs, you know, going from, you know, in the field, 3D archery to hunting with them and everything. It's just, you know, I live through my loopholes now. It's a major advantage. I feel naked if I don't have them on me. Absolutely. Um, also, Thermoseat. And Victory Archery, uh, Gator Outdoors, Outfitting the Working Class. I'm super thankful to be partnered with good people like that, an Iowa-based company um, by all your favorite brands there, GatorOutdoors.com. Follow them all social media. It's a, it's a feel-good page when you follow them. Um, uh, also, Elite Archery. Use code WCB at EliteArchery.com or any outdoor group products and save yourself, I believe, ooh, 20%. I think so. We should know our codes, but we're all shooting the Cure this year. Um, big Tine, food plot seed, supplemental feed, mineral. Big Tine has something for you in your state where legal. Um, code WCB2020 saves you 20% of everything Big Tine. Uh, Hunter's Blend Coffee. And Eric is going to take some trips to Old Barn Taxidermy this year. That's right. Are you? Yep. I already got it, I already got, I already got it penciled in. Yeah, oh, nice. He already called Sam up and said, hey, boy, I'll see you here after this hunt, and then I'll see you after this, after, you know, whatever date you told him. During I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. And then Doug's, right. Doug's mustache got a little tingly, and he said, yep, me it was, too. He was wiggling at me. 
It's weird. That's a little tingly. So. <laughs> it's a connection. That was weird. Thank you to all our supporters. We appreciate the hell out of you so much. And uh, it's kind of cool to have companies like that back us when we are as stupid as we are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we are pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> our games are lost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 good. Working Class Bowhunter. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are in, well, we are at big time. So we are, I'll big, say we are in time. big time, but we're at big time. Um, the headquarters. They were nice enough, um, as in they, Joe, was nice enough to invite us out to hang out, do a little bit of scouting, see the facility. Um, so Get fucking uh, electric, electrocuted. Yeah, get electrocuted <laughs> by a fence. <laughs> that happened. So this is Kurt Geyer talking. We'll just go around the table and introduce yourself, sir. So people, Joe Humphreys of big time. We got Shad Vanetti of nothing. I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm up nothing. You're just rad. That's it. I drink water. <laughs> um, Aaron Common of Working Class Bowhunter. And Doug Schmidt of Working Class Bowhunter. There you go. Well, welcome to the podcast, guys. It's yeah. really just fantastic to have <laughs> was, you here. I'm just nice. really excited to just get some recording done. Well, thanks so. for inviting us. Feel good intro. First of all, thanks, Joe, for having us. We're in the Big Town apartment, which is really nice. Um, and I, we were under the impression we were coming out here that it was like an off-site deal. Sleeping on Big Town bags. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like next to a grain bin or something. Sleeping in the, in the grain bin? No, I wouldn't. Like, like I was telling you guys before, when, when we added on and started just going crazy and everything, they just yeah. took the old offices of the seed facility, turned into this apartment, and that's yeah. what we use for when, pe- when folks come in to hunt and everything. Yeah. Or, you know, special visits, whatever it might be. That's mm-hmm. what, here, here's where we are. It's like top notch, too. There's giant bucks everywhere. I mean... Let's paint the picture where we're recording. We're kind of like in the living room, dining room area, but there is, I mean, the two OG big time bucks are in here, right? right? Yeah, the uh, the original buck from uh, the the first bag that we ever had. If anybody remembers that red bag, that was that buck was named Big Time. That's where we got our name from. Mm-hmm. He was killed literally a half mile from where we're sitting right now. Yeah, um, the buck that's on the bag now, he's uh, he's up there on the other side. It's a giant, uh, huge. He, he's pretty good. That is huge. Yeah. And then we got uh, Kristen McDaniel's buck of Curly. We've got a replica of him staring down at us now, too. It's a stud, mm-hmm. man. Looking right at me. It's very cool. Are all these bucks in here replicas of those deer? Yeah, they yeah are. well, if if we have a, a really nice over 200 verified that it was a big-time buck, you know, grown yeah. or however, whatever it is, then we'll uh, we'll throw it on the wall. That's really cool. That is really so, awesome. So if I kill a 200-inch big-time buck off a big-time food plot, 
this year. Absolutely. He, he gets you, to be, you might kill one here. I could kill it, my first Indiana happen. buck. That'd be awesome. I, I'm excited about that. way to do it. Never 200 incher? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, no big deal, but yeah, I'd take it, <laughs> you know. But you can't shoot three-year-olds, so if he's three-year-old... I don't, I don't want three-year-olds killed. Not even if they're 200 inches? That's acceptable. <laughs> Just a skinny-ass 200 inch. <laughs> yeah. Where, where's the line of score for age to make it on, like, when you're trying to manage a place? <sighs> That's a tough question. That, that is a super tough question. Like, what is it? 70? 60? 50? I would say mid sixties. That's very fair. I mean, that's very fair. If, if he feels right, then just, you know, yeah. use your judgment. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I right. know. I get that for sure. Um, Eric's gonna smack a one twenty. <laughs> we, yeah, two year old. Whoops! Don't you be <laughs> shooting my trunk deer? Well, yeah, yeah. We need to keep the spikes. Keep the spikes. But I have not seen Shad that excited. The, the field right next to our property on the way in. There's. there's a buck sitting out there. He's like, it's a spike. Is that big time property? You're not hunting this, dude. <laughs> not <laughs> know your you. ways. Not you. Not for you. That's funny, man. Tell us about like what goes on here. I get like give us sort of like the rough audio tour from what you showed us today. Yeah. So here in Rockville, Indiana, which we're you know five miles from the Illinois line from you, it wasn't a bad drive for you today, was no, it? it was no, about four hours. Four hours. Not yeah. bad at all. Um, this is where all the production's done. This is where all the seed is gathered from farmers coming in. You know, we're still taking in corn and everything this year. Yeah. Um, everything gets weighed right outside the apartment here, mm-hmm. dumped in the bins. Uh, production's, you know, you go back a little bit. That's where everything's being blended and everything. We didn't even get to go upstairs because they weren't running right now. But yeah. You know, shipping's right here. It, it's all done right here. It's pretty cool, man, and it just smells of cherry rush scent. Yeah, they they were running this morning. You could definitely tell <laughs> yeah. when you came in. Yeah, yeah, it's when, very cool. If, if, when the wind's blowing right, you can smell it all through town. Oh, I bet you but can. They I love bet. us down there. Do they love it or they hate it? I think they're used to it. <laughs> yeah, but, how could you not love it? It smells great. Well, we live near Clinton, Iowa, and there's a dog food. Oh, like, it's a pro- corn processing plant. I thought they Ooh. did dog food over there. No, that's downtown Davenport, Perina. Oh. They do corn processing up there in Clinton, so it just smells of shit all yeah, the time. It reeks bad. Of rotten corn. Pretty much Lovely. the whole the whole cool. the whole town. It was cool though to see like the you know, all the pallets stacked up, like what's going out to where and like you know what you were showing us like, hey, a lot of this stuff is already pit bought and paid for and it's just waiting to ship right now. Right, like, yeah, we're just waiting on trucks. Yeah. I mean on Monday. They're lined up all the way back to town. No kidding. I mean, they're just stacked in here. And like last Thursday, they were chip sealing right out in front. So, oh boy, yeah, that so was, was a, a disaster. Time. Yeah, I mean, everyone <laughs> like this is the time. No matter how much we preach year round, yeah, you know, three sixty five. This is the time where people start seeing their bucks blow up, and mm-hmm. oh, I better go feed my deer. Getting excited. And- That's when everybody's going nuts. It translates mm-hmm. to the retailers, and they're putting truckload truckload orders in. Yeah, and then they just stack up out here. Right. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, fall food plots because right now that's probably on a lot of people's brain or or they want to do it but don't know how to do it. They don't know what to plant. They don't know when to plant, that type of thing. I know we've like roughly gone over this a little before. but Yeah, I think we hit the, the spring hard last time, and then mm-hmm. yeah. everything just kind of went off the rails, and we didn't get to the fall part <laughs> after two and a half hours. But. <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> what, do you, um, what do you know? Right now um, – Really, by the time people are hearing this, you probably should have your plots ready to go if you haven't got your seed yet. Yeah. Um, if not, that's cool. 
we've got the Buck Brunch that you guys know and love that yes. you don't need to do much to. Love it. Just mm-hmm. throw it out. That's um, the working man. We think you should almost rebrand it. Like maybe we could do like a working class. Wait till you see the brunch. one I got coming out next year. Ooh. Ooh. We'll, we'll talk about that one off. That's spicy. Off the podcast. <laughs> oh, daddy. That's spicy. <laughs> oh, that my could, God. That, might, that one might be the WCB. Blend? One. Yeah. WCB blend? I'm just saying. That's nice. the move. Rad. Yeah, remind me of that later. Okay. I won't it, forget. Hey, write that down. It's sexy. Yeah. Okay. Um, but well, no, it, little drop, little, little steamy drop there. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hot potato. Uh, Hot potato. So, but for now, Buck Brunch is your working class. Plate. Yeah, you got the you got the Buck Brunch, uh, the Long Range, which was really hyped up. We've completely sold out already. No kidding. It uh, it was the Long Range is going to be winter wheat, oats, turnips, radishes, clover. Uh, what did I not mention? Kale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just the all around high tonnage. Yeah, food plot blend, mm-hmm. and when we dropped it, um, the outfitters that we work with all got a hold of it, started reading about it, and they all just went nuts on it. Jumped on it by the pallet. We so sold is, out. Is there much? Is there much prep with that seed then? Um, that one's not going to be a throw and grow because the oats you really need to get in the ground. Okay, yeah. so you know, cult pack and everything. Sure, not necessarily drilled, but you got to get, you get, in cult- yeah, you gotta you gotta get, get it in the dirt. I planted half. Uh, last stand half uh, buck brunch on one of my plots last year, and we're doing them working class style. Like we don't have a lot of equipment. You know, we yeah. t- we tilled it up, cleaned it all. You know, sprayed, tilled it. You know, all the shit. Turned the dirt over, and then um, we took a culta packer behind my ranger um, mm-hmm. and just drove That's over the key. it. Yep. And but really, other than that, not a ton of like soil prep. It's just, dude, we're just like everybody else. Like we got the soil test kit, went out there. Did it? We just didn't really need to add a whole lot, and we just like, all right, we'll plant it, and it grew great. I had a camera over it all season, and there's freaking deer out there every single night eating yep. off it. So I'm glad you brought up the soil test kit. Yeah, because we're still working on ours because we want it to be super, super easy. Oh, you guys are gonna offer one? Yeah, we're gonna offer one off our website. Very cool. That is awesome. Um, I want it to be one of those deals where you know if you're you know hopefully planting big time food plots. Yeah. You send in your soil test, and it's going to tell you exactly what you need to do mm-hmm. for each different bund that we have. That's awesome. Oh, so dope. there's not going to be any guesswork. No guesswork. I'm just going to yeah. throw triple ten out. Um, Daryl, my food plot Jedi. Yeah. I mean, he is really diving into this, and it's going to be absolutely perfect mm-hmm. when we have it done. And you literally just order it off the website. It's not available yet, so don't be messaging me like crazy. That's right. <laughs> it's not open yet. Yeah. We want it. Perfect. There's going to be no guesswork. It's going to be black and white. Here's exactly. what to do. It's going to tell you exactly what to put right. in. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't need nitrogen, mm-hmm. you need some potash, you know, a 0064. Most people don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I wouldn't no have idea. thought of that either. either. It's just straight potash. It's going to tell you this is what you're going to do if this is what you're going to plant. Mm. It's super, super easy. Good That's bro- awesome. It's going to break everything down for yep. you right there. That's awesome. That's cool because I, I've. I feel like when I, we talk about food plots, for some reason, my brain doesn't retain any of the information. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's like every time I do a food plot podcast, it's like the first time I'm hearing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just it's one of those things for me that I, it's just maybe because I don't fully understand a lot of the shit we're talking about, and it just doesn't stick. I don't know. I'm still learning. I it mean, just seems it's, complex. Well, and there's it's that thing, too. I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to till it up and throw the seed down, mm-hmm. and it's going to grow. Yeah. If you don't take care of the soil, you're not going to That's what shit. I'm saying, right. I yeah. mean, and, and that's going to be the people that are talking shit about your blend going, oh, 
This shit didn't come up worth the the shit. shit. Right. Well, what'd you do to prep for it? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you took care of it, and that's exactly why, you know, I showed you guys the field out here. We've got a seven acre field that we're going to do all of our test plots in. Yeah. We're going to plant them here in two weeks according to the bag size. So if you get a bag of lockdown, which is the winter pea blend, Mm -hmm. we're going to plant that to a quarter acre. So you can physically see what a quarter acre looks like when you put that down. Oh, gotcha. The long range, I've got one bag left. Yeah. I'm probably going to steal from my own stash that I was going to plant on my house to plant out here at the test site, but you'll see what a half acre looks like. So that whole field, you're going to be able to tell the difference between all those plots. You'll be able to see it when you look at it. And that's where it got a little difficult for us doing the soil test. You know, I did did two tests on it. I did a, a west end and an east end. Then we had to start like picking apart what we were going to plant in each side because right. it's different fertilizer for if you're going to do brassicas or if you're going to do legumes, which is your clovers and everything, that's a totally different deal. Yeah, right? Right, so yeah. that's where my mind started kind of blowing up and I was like, oh, this is easy, man. <laughs> North Carolina, I'm sorry. The accent yeah. comes out. Every- <laughs> there it is. P. Vitti or Daryl. <laughs> They're universal. Yeah. They're interchangeable. Yeah, that's cool though that you guys are you guys are doing all the work that way when guys like me that can't remember a goddamn thing. I want to make it as simple as possible. Yeah, right, man, you got to for hunters like guys that are working class are busy as shit. Like they don't people have with time. a wage brain, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's wage brain shit. That's what it is, man. Like, well, it, I don't know who knows what it is, but it's wage brain. I mean, we can just draw that conclusion. <laughs> that's science, right? It's science, yeah, right? It yeah, exactly. We'll called that. But like for the, so my lease where I can plant food plots, we go down there, we spray. And then we don't always have a mower available. We got I got lucky and caught the owner out there mowing his uh, like fire breaks. And I was like, hey, can you mow down our food plots for us? We sprayed over there. So I'm good there. And then uh, probably next weekend we're going to turn the dirt over and probably plant here soon. But I need to uh, – like I just always have like the resources available mm-hmm. to prep everything how I need to without being super like ghetto about it. Um, but I, what I have planted is buck brunches I plant every year, basically, now. And I've had great luck with it, honestly. My buddy Tyler killed – it's his second deer ever, but he hadn't killed one in years. He shot one. I didn't hunt our lease a whole lot last year, but he shot a doe off a buck brunch plot. And um, Yeah, we, we definitely approved on the, the buck brunch a little bit more this year. Oh, really? You know, took away from the ryegrass, and mm-hmm. you're going to have wheat in there, too. Oh, cool. So, and kale. We added kale to it as well. So I will present. say, when we planted half last stand, half – Buck brunch in one of our plots. Um, I think our lease, when the first year we leased it, it got hit by disease of some sort, really bad. And every year it seems that we find more and more. But we've been planting plots, so maybe they're maybe that's what's bringing more deer in. Uh, but it, it does seem the deer numbers are down. We had a really good buck, a nice eight out feeding in the buck brunch in broad daylight on a place that gets a lot of pressure. The neighbors pressure it a lot. But my buddy Tyler had never really seen a big buck in person before. And that was the first time he saw one out in the open, and he got, it kind of like hooked him in a little more because he's like tapering into hunting, you know, becoming passionate about it. So he's like, "Oh, dude, it was out in the big time plot, just like milling around out there eating, and then came back." You know, he told the whole story, but just that was cool. That's a success right there on a plot. You get a right. big oh, yeah, buck in sure. daylight eating, and that's you've done. It's done its job. Now, did you guys notice the deer kind of bouncing back and forth? Between the last stand and the buck brunch? Or would they focus on one and then go to the other? I had, so I don't know if it's because of just, like, what was planted first and then, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what was planted towards the timber and what was further away? Because it's like a, imagine it being, like, all CRP and then all timber to the north. And then the 
top left corner of the CRP, we just notched out a little slot and planted that into it. So all the deer are coming from the timber down to feed. That's it's a big uh, south-facing slope right there. Mm-hmm. So they come off that south-facing slope to the uh, plot, and they'd always hit the last stand first. But I think that's just because it was first. That was the first one from where there. they were coming from. Because right. um, I had a camera sit there all season, and dude, there's a a beautiful doe in there with a big, bright double throat patch, and they're eating. That's I just remember, and the, she's there every night. Yeah, and yeah. Th- she might have been the reason that pulled that buck in there too, and he's in there milling around. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's something to remember, too. Mm-hmm. Just because you're planting brassicas, I mean, the, your tonnage is going to come later on once it gets cold, after the frost, and it's really super cold, and yeah. your, your bulbs are sweet then. Yeah. Dude, those deer are going to eat the hell out of those tops before they ever get there. I mean, they're, you're planting mm-hmm. buck brunch right now. Yeah. They're going to be knee-high by oh, yeah. October 1st. Sure. I mean, it's going to be thick. Dude, the bulbs that were down in there on those plots, they're insane. huge. Absolutely insane, and you know I don't know. Does do deer? Does it take them a little bit of time to get used to digging those Absolutely. up? Absolutely. Yeah, it, you can't go out and plant turnips the first year if the deer have never seen turnips. You got to educate them a little bit. You got to yeah. let them get used to it. it it's going to take three years of planting turnips for them to be like, oh shit, I like that. Well, it just mm-hmm. you know, I mean, right. it, it's not just going to happen. Well, they know mm-hmm. to like just get in there after. Is there something you can do to kind of like pull one out and? hack a couple of them in half or something you know what i mean i, I don't think so yeah i think I, it just takes one of them to take a little nibble of it and then tell their friends <laughs> pull it out of the ground <laughs> good shit right. you see it's like uh, over here i hunted with a couple guys that plant big time um buck brunch what i don't know one year um and i hunted with some other guys that got some uh some plots and, and i've seen deer like pull the bulb out of the ground with the whole plant Chomp the whole thing down, but I had never, I hadn't seen that yet on my on my properties. But uh, what's up, Joe? Uh, I just choked on my beer a little bit. Oh yeah, divert. Um, <laughs> oh, we planted it years ago, back in the when I was a youngster, man. Um, turnips, I don't know what brand or anything like that, and it, it did seem that like too. It took a few years for me to get used yep. to it. Because um, I remember the first year, my dad's like, they're not touching this. There's certain things. I mean, wheat, oats, clover. Right. They're going to hammer right off the, the yeah, bat. Yeah. But, yeah, turnips are definitely something you got to get them accustomed to. It seems like once they're used to it, though, or get in there, it's like candy. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's the way we had them last year. We planted them, and it seemed like they would just kind of nibble on them a little bit. And, and different strokes for different folks. I sure. Mean, you know, you might plant somewhere. and Well, that's and why it's not the only thing them. in the blend, though, either, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right, that's why we right. have diversity in everything we do. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I, I think I like talking about. We've talked about that blend a lot, but I think that is a good one to talk about because it's easier for guys that are busy mm-hmm. like us. Yeah. We got a bunch of stuff going on, so you can still do the working man no-till plot with the buck brunch, which is awesome. So, well, and that's why I plant like ninety percent of that stuff just because I can't get equipment back to my spots where yeah. my food plots are. Yeah, I just have no access to it. Dude, you had a good idea. You had a pro tip with your Roundup. You you took a little p- pump sprayer out there. Yeah. So my uh, my where I put my pot this year, like my access point, I kind of did it for myself and the deer. But it's kind of has a ten foot set aside around the whole field. So I just sprayed from the food plot to where I have my camera. I sprayed just a line of Roundup, so it just kills a line of grass. And they've been. Them deer have been hitting that trail like crazy. Did the same thing. Uh, Shad was with me this morning when I pulled on my guards. Yep. Right there by my stand. I, I know where they're coming in at. Just took some um, glyphosate in there, which is the main ingredient in Roundup. Roundup. Yep. 
and just made my own trail. And I, I've got a, uh, a border that I planted this year, too, that we're also testing. It'll be out next year that you'll be planting. That's, I'm excited for that. Hmm. I, we planted one brand, like you're t- like a sorghum type, like fence yep. deal. Yep. I love that because our lease is all CRP. Well, it's, you can see into the lease from the county road, mm-hmm. and the neighbors on the east side of us just sit on the fence line. So we planted that, and it like worked, but um, that'll be something once that launches. We'll have to do like a tutorial on. And that's a whole the- new ball game when you start playing with the the screens screenings and everything. It. I mean, then you real. It's not just planting some clover anymore. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna plant this here. I'm gonna have this break right here. Yeah, here's mm-hmm. where I'm gonna have this. St- I mean, it's just a whole chest, whole new chess game. It's now. like you're you're building a. It's just like a puzzle piece that you're building, and you're gonna try and hunt through it. Right. It, it's like you're you're doing these food plots to attract deer. Now you're taking it to the next level of just shrinking them right down to right where you're at. It's not just mm-hmm. oh, I've got a five acre field that's a food plot. Yeah. Well, it doesn't do a damn thing for you if you got a bow and he's on the other side of a five-acre field. No, sure. Yeah. Now you're shrinking them down. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that, like that screening stuff, one, can help you for, like our buddy Clark, he plants it for access. Mm-hmm. He'll like plant Just it. so he can get to a stand. Yeah, and yeah. he plants it where he like makes, basically makes himself a hallway yep. to like walk through it. So when deer out in the, feed, in the field feeding, he can still go undetected. Yep. And I think he plants it like pretty wide. On each yeah. side, so more cover. But there's there's feed and sorghum like that for deer, right? Oh yeah, they'll eat the hell out of that too. I mean, a, a lot of guys are putting um, sun hemp in it now too. Oh really? And, and that's a super tall growing weed, basically. Yes. Yeah. And they'll browse on that early on, but yeah. once it really shoots up, it's going to get really stocky. Yeah. If they've been browsing on it, it starts fanning out and bushing out. Oh it's yeah. Super super thick. So is Big Time going to have like a Kush blend that you can plant? Maybe. Sweet. Maybe I can't give you everything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Just call it. We're, we're Joe's, always working on something. Joe, spill the beans, bro. Big time, OG Kush. Just it's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's part of your green screen. <laughs> OG Kush. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa's endorsing it. He I, picks up behind. I actually called my local CEO. Yeah. Like, dude, just so you know, I'm doing some tests out here with sun hemp. So if you guys are over top <laughs> with a helicopter, come on out. I'll show you what. Like <laughs> <some> thermal <laughs> detection. Like, good and stuff. I think we're good with you. Like, I think we're good. Appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, that's ditch weed, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's cool. That's something to look forward to. But I mean, what other options are there? I mean, the Buck brunch is probably the simplest option for the yep. working class person. Yep. What would be like? What would See, be some of your go tos? What What's something that you would? We, I think if you were on a podcast, and you were telling people about your fall blends. Which ones would you bring up first? We went over Buck Brunch. We got Last Stand, which is Total Brassica. Yep. Um, the hot one right now is Long, not Long Range. It's sold out. It was hot. Um, <laughs> Still hot. It's uh, unavailable. The yeah. Lockdown is kind of the next step. Um, very very similar to Long Range. Uh, take out the radishes mm-hmm. and add peas. Uh, mm-hmm. We got two winter peas in there and a spring fall cool pea. Yeah, it's going to pop a lot faster. So that's what the deer are going to hit first. It's going to give the other two winter peas time to kind of fan out and everything. Yeah, with the oats and winter wheat in there, that's going to give uh, something for the peas to find up on. And we okay. have turn for that too. I mean, just super amounts of tonnage on that too. That's what we were going for with lockdown and long range, mm-hmm. just for that late season guy who really wants to hammer him hard. Mm-hmm. Because that, I mean, that's where you want to be after the rut. Yeah, like you don't know where that buck's going to be during the rut. 
mm-hmm. you know he's going to have to get up and eat. He's going to have to. He's got to get his energy much, back. As and much got as those greens can. around too. Exactly. He's what, gonna be um, those fresh greens. Yeah, yeah. The the kill plot over here that we scouted um, and did some work around. What I mean, what do you think will go in there this fall? Uh, that's going to be straight foundation clover. Oh, nice. That's going to be a whole, just a giant carpet of clover in there. Awesome. Um, I might do one end. I'm thinking the south end in last stand. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, I haven't fully decided yet, but I think that that southern section there where it kind of pools out. Yeah. That's what we'll have in last stand. Oh, that'd be cool. Sweet. Is that something you think that that field, it's a pretty, how many acres is that field? That's a five acre field. Wow. It seems so much bigger. Skinny. And just super, super long. I mean, yeah, look across that thing. Shit, like, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. But it, it bottlenecks right there. So just there's good. plenty of options for, when you first look at it, it's like, oh, this is a rifle spot. Yeah. But it, where it bottlenecks and where we saw where the deer are coming out at, they're coming mm-hmm. out. It's, it's basically, a for the listeners to paint a picture, kind of a wishbone. Not not a wishbone, just a bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatter on bulbs both on ends. each end. Yeah, bulbs on yeah. it. Bulb, bulbous, bulbous, bulbous on each end. <laughs> yeah, bulbous. So, what? Um, what, if you when you guys develop a screen or whatever, do you think that's something you'll incorporate into that type of field? I would. I'd, I'd cut it right down the middle. Yeah, that'd be cool. Absolutely. Do like a thick row of it that way. Yeah, right where that ladder stand was. Mm-hmm. Shoot it right down the center. That'd of be it. really cool. Yep. That's we'll a good call, man. Because then, like, you can use it for access there. Because we, we when we were scouting, we're like, man, let's talk about access, and it was. It's that, a head that's a prime sc- example of access, right? Right, yeah. right there. It's a head scratcher, but yeah, I mean, if you got deer down on the which would be the west end of the field, right? No, the south end south of the field. So I get turned around here. The south end of the field, you could have deer feeding there. If you have that screen in there, you can get into your stand or whatever. If you oh, sneak yeah. up, they the can side. be out there already, and you're good to go. That's right. Yeah. Sneak in there. Sneak in there. Do you, you think, think it'd be actually... worth it to cut that in thirds? Or do you think it's too much? You could. I don't think you would need to. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at two and a half acres once yeah. you split it in two already. So right. pro- uh, what I would do where we walk that fence line, you do a row right down that fence. Yeah, yeah. Where there's some round bales right now. Yep. And then cut it off right there where that, that ladder stand was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that'd be money. Yep. For sure. But, you know, access and then just um, from a comfort standpoint for a, like a big buck, you mm-hmm. know, he's not like constantly worried about the north end of the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when he's down on the south end of the field, like he can be like, okay, I just got to watch what's right, right here. It, it, when you guys are out there, you'll see it, or, or anybody else who hunts on a big field. If they're kind of pushed back on that south end there, they're constantly looking to the north. Yeah. Right? They came from the south. Mm-hmm. They're they know it's safe that distance. way. They know exactly. it's safe to the south because that's the way they came yeah. from. Yep. It's pretty cool, man. That will be an awesome setup. But, yeah, I mean, you guys – and by the way, everyone that's listening or anyone that's listening that's interested in getting any Big Ten product, we have code WCB2020. And that works for everything, right, Joe? Absolutely. Does that work everything. for merch and everything too? Uh, yeah. Yep, everything on the website now. 20% off, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, we, we have had a bunch of listeners messaging me on the website. If If you send that little message on the website that comes directly to me, um, if you're wanting to get the free shipping, you have to go to that retailer's website. You can't order from my website True. and get free shipping. Yeah, today. for example, Ace Hardware, Ace or True Value. Oh, I thought it was the same thing. Nice try. I thought, isn't he kept saying Ace Hardware? Nope, True Value. Isn't it the same thing? No, no, totally different. That's two different companies. I thought True Value and Ace is like the same shit. No. Sometimes they a hardware store 
can be an ace and a true value, but true value is their own entity. Oh, well, see, you can see what I was We're confused. not an ace, we're in true value. Oh. So true value we'll right now, you can get free ship to the store. Okay. Yeah, go to their website, truevalue.com. Um, on tractor supply, you can get free shipping on the 40-pound bag of feed only, because that's the only inline item they have. Gotcha. So true or tractorsupply.com on the 40-pound bag of feed. You can also go to, this is new since we talked last, BassPro.com. Yeah. Ooh. Anything they carry, free ship to store. Free shipping. So hot so diggity. That's big. It's Bass Pro and Cabela's, right? Bass assume. Pro and Cabela's. Yeah. If, if you get on the Bass Pro website and you go to choose a store, Cabela's automatically pops up. Right. Oh, So okay. whatever's closest to you, either it's Bass Pro or Cabela's, it's going to take you to that store. Very cool. So everybody, I mean, there's a true value damn near about everybody. every. Even if it doesn't say true value on the sign, they might be, you know. Associated with true value. Yep. Right. Right. Cool, man. So don't message you at 3 in the morning and then bitch about customer service. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't message no me no. at 3 a.m. and then at 3.15 tell me I'm an asshole because I haven't responded to you. First and foremost, to the listener who did that. You're still an asshole, but just not because of that. Thank you, Shad. He yeah. finally opens up. <laughs> finally. Hey, Shad. This is uh, your, I'm not, that was this kind is of a big time That was thing, kind of man. a compliment right there. Yeah. 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 Um, we don't outsource to India, so you're going to be talking to me. And at some point, I, I sleep from about 11.30 to 5 every day. <laughs> you, you caught me on my off time, so I apologize to you. Yeah, well, you should have been awake. You should have been I, awake, Joe. I, I, I woke up at 5.30 to that. Be like, oh, I guess you don't want a new customer because you didn't respond. I'm, like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Cut me a break here, pal. Hit me at 5.30. I'll, I'll get right back to you. Right. It's probably Heath. Oh, the, you're the assholes who don't bend his bills for him. We're going to start doing that. Um, when you make an order from workingclassbowhunter.com, um, if you would like your bills pre-bent by us, and uh, we'll put butterfly kisses in each package for sixty five ninety nine extra. You should upcharge $5 to bend, <laughs> to bend oh. it. Oh, I will. It takes me a lot of time to do that shit, you know? Yeah. sixty five ninety nine. You want Steve to come in there you and fart in each one of your hats before he ships it out? That's 80 bucks. Oppressed to make it. <laughs> to bend, bend, to bend the, bill. the bill perfectly for him. Like steaming it out with a heat gun from Harbor Freight. I got one. I know you do, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I, I think anybody that's wanting to get into uh, supplemental feed or fall plots or spring food plots or, you know, wh- whatever, blocks. Yeah, we, we do make that feed, too. We're kind of good at that. You guys got deer corn. We can only get that at uh, Dunham's. That Dunham's. Dunham's. Nice shout it's out. Special, nice. Yeah. special deer corn. It's special, yeah. We don't even have a Dunham's anymore where we're at. Big, big time deer corn's only available at Dunham's. There's one in Galesburg, Illinois. Is there? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So go get your deer corn there. Um, it's I live not cherry flavored, just so you know. It's just deer corn. It's, it's just, just corn. corn. Well, it's not corn. It's deer corn. I don't even know what makes it deer corn. That's why you buy the happy hour. Well, it's for deer. That's Put the happy hour on it. The mm. raccoons won't touch it. Yeah, they know it. Well, you got to make sure you, you got to staple the bag <laughs> the to squirrels a tree. Or the squirrels won't could, touch it. Could you guys use it in Illinois if it said raccoon corn? Probably. Sure. It's probably our gray area. <laughs> That's the thing. I can't do any of this. And that, you know, corn. we talk about this a lot too. Is like, you know, Doug and Eric get all, and you guys get all these great trail cam photos of like inventory from supplemental feed and mineral and all that. And I'm over here, like, I don't really care about trail cam pictures as much. That's why I. Always, that's why I love those big time cameras. I just want more of them because I. I have to. It's strength in numbers for me, right? Because I have nothing yep. to bring deer to the camera. Yeah. So. The more I have, the better my odds are of taking Just so you know, while you're in Indiana, while it's legal, 
I did get you a pair of jeans that are cut super short so your ass cheeks are hanging out. Mm. So you can fill a feeder and have your ass hanging out while you do it. Fuck yeah, and you'll it's, put me in the catalog. That's right. Yeah. That's how he gives me the catalog. That, that's, it might be the cover. Throw back. <laughs> throw back. I'll throw back for you. <laughs> with, the, with a bag of big time just out here. Yeah, that, so for the record, too, if you see me dumping supplemental feed of big time out, I'm in Indiana. So before you get all, get all froggy. Just uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> you see Kurt with his cheeks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. You see these cheeks out, you know I'm out of state. Oh, sweet cheeks over there. Dude, you got a phone call coming in? Oh, that's not good. Hey, go grab us some beers while you're out, would you? Yeah, grab some beers. Put put yourself to work. Make yourself useful, Doug. It's a hot call. What, what have we missed? Man, we're efficient. We... This we haven't we haven't talked much about Joe getting electrocuted today. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, our little adventure so, that we took. We're all scouting it. By the way, it's pouring rain. Yeah. yeah. By the way, we're pretty pretty good at crossing creeks. Probably the best. I I didn't want to say that, but yeah, you're 100 percent right. Probably the best. I haven't seen. We did it better. very well. I didn't fall in this creek this time. The worst part was right when we got back to the to the apartment here, it quit raining. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that was a long walk. I mean, we couldn't take the trucks. And we were kind of walking the boundaries anyway, and right, yeah, you know, we we butt right up to a state park. There's no hunting, and you know, we're I'm kind of showing the guys go, no go, yeah, yeah, you know, the kind of perimeter, yeah, yep, and uh, yeah, that fence was hot. <laughs> well, okay, we got to paint the picture because we checked it. So, all right, two other spots. We checked it two other spots, but it, it ended up being this thing. You only grab two beers. He's got oh, four. You got four. Good work. Sorry, bud. Gee, hey, Christmas. You didn't grab that one I dropped earlier, did you? That smile he just had. <laughs> was like, fuck you, Kurt. I got four of them, you bitch. That's a suicide beer. Who's getting it? I'll take like it. That's, see, water don't blow up. Let me open it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So uh, we checked the fence. We've been, ever since we got here, for no reason, and we should just be grateful for our partnership with Big Time, but we're trying to get them to buy us a uh, short bus. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying. I think we already did it. Well, yeah. we. It's ours now, confirmed. Um it counts if Joe got electrocuted and not Eric, right? You guys still get the bus? Yeah. yeah. Well, Eric checked Doug. the first fence. We said, hey, if he checks the fence, then you, you buy, buy us a bus. bus. And, and he, I and checked it. Which I didn't agree to. It just well, kind of happened, and Eric grabbed you, it. You I saw it in your eyes. I mean, you heard him agree to it, right? He kind of agreed. It was a nod. Dude, you yeah. non-verbally agreed. It was, sure. a, it was a visual nod. Yeah, yeah. see, he did that. So, so he he grabbed it. He's doing it again. He's agreeing to it. So Eric grabs this fence, and we're good. Then we hang a couple more cameras. We cross a creek unscathed and didn't get one drop of water on us because we're the best. And then uh, we, <laughs> we skied right across the thing, didn't we? Yeah, it was like we had Heelys on, just water, like just jetted right across it. So we get up to where the fence was, and you're trying to open the gate back to where we're coming back behind the facility here. And you must have, the gate, it's a metal gate. It, it had to connect. That, that's <laughs> the, the gate only ground that hit the wire and grounded. And my, yeah. That my Achilles hurts. Yeah, like it's like it jolted through your whole jolted leg. Jolted a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. And, and to those of you that rattled something, want to know what Joe looked like when the electrocution shot through his uh, his kneecap out of his heel, uh, you know, through the wet pants. If you know the band Primus and the <laughs> singer bass player Les Claypool, what he does on stage with his right leg as he kind of bounces it up and down, that was Joe in pain. And it was very hilarious. 
I think he almost got shot in the foot with a gun. There, yeah. there was four faces of shock, and then it all went to dumbass and started laughing. <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I'm sitting there messing around with the fence. I didn't get zapped, and I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. I'm glad you figured that out. That was live. So He's was- a good test monkey. It worked out great. Yeah, yeah how did you not get zapped if he did? That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't really, like, touching it. Like, I wasn't, like, making direct. I think we need to go back. Try it again. Let's test it. For science. Let's do it again, yeah. Science, now that yeah. we're dried off. And put your nuts on it. Get a few more beers and we'll all try it. <laughs> we'll all just hold the fence. Put your mustache on it. <laughs> I don't want to lose it. Oh, you won't It'll lose only it. be a part. It'll it's make fun. it stronger. It would just curl. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get the handlebars automatically. <laughs> what happened to your mustache? From friction. The power of Dale comes out. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a 200-inch deer. Start racing. Born. <laughs> and just to kind of paint that picture, like I'm really excited about you guys coming over and everything because... This year has been a wild year, as everybody knows. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I mean, sales and my intern that um, typically did all this work for us on checking cameras, phone feeders, he left. His dad had passed away. Oh, um, he was actually one of my dealers for big time. Um, his son worked for us. His his dad passed away due to COVID. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, the kid's 17 years old. He said, I'm going to go fill the shoes, and God bless him. He's down there selling the hell out of Big Time. and That's awesome. Food plot seed and just kicking ass. I Good talked to him quite him, a yep. bit. That being said, I don't have time to go out and do it myself anymore. Yeah. And um, so this is the Wild West right now. Like, you know, these, these deer on the wall, two hundred inch, multiple 200-inchers have been taken off of it. All I have right now is history. Right. And... There's a lot of good history on this farm, mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm I'm pumped that you guys got to come out. We got to walk it together for the yeah. first time. As well, we, we're super grateful you invited us, man. Yeah, that absolutely, does, that does mean a lot. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna. I'll be, be honest. Fun if I lived closer, I would be the dude. I would volunteer to just like help check cameras and scout and take people out and stuff like that. You know, but it's just tough to do. Being, I'm I'm gonna make a point that you know, kind of mid late afternoons. On Thursdays, I'm gonna try to get out there and check as many cameras as I can, and yeah. just make a big run of it and everything. And yeah, that'll be fun. Do progress reports, and hopefully, we can get back and It'd be cool, man. Just to I've never hunted in Indiana, but it's gonna be cool to like come out here because I'm thinking I'm gonna do like a you know Eric and I kind of talked like do a weekend a month or something roughly mm-hmm. and come out just get away for a bit and it'll kind of be like camp a little, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And so. The transition you'll see here, we always have some. Giant show up late, late season. Really, the hungrier they get, mm. they're going to come off that park. The acorns are gone. Yeah, we yeah. got all the food sitting here in the food plots. There it is. Come check her out. I come, like it. Come on. <laughs> well, the grocery. Come store. on with me. We'll see what happens. Might have to come out for an extended time. And hey, it's going to be a great time to do some podcasts too. Yeah, coming in like once a month, we can crank out some absolutely some big time shows a little, and little progress action. Come yeah. in early for ATA. If ATA Ooh, actually happens. Shit, because that'll be in Indianapolis. I'm just saying. Oh, we could do that. Oh, we can make that happen. Indy's right up the road, and we're still in season then. No kidding. Mm-hmm. When, when is ATA this year? Is it the second weekend it's, of January? It's always the second yeah, weekend. The, like, yeah. the we go out January 3rd. So it'd mm-hmm. be the weekend before. It just so, depends. There's a good chance that I might be in Wyoming. I have a 10-day shutdown for deer. I might be in Wyoming again, but I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. If I get, oh, damn it. I get an extra week of vacation this year, but it's January 25th. That's when it starts. My birthday. It is? It my is. Birthday. No shit. My birthday. Well, bitchin'. Yeah, damn. damn. Come on over. We'll do shed hunting. 
All right. Er, early. Shed <laughs> the one Real near early. that dropped one antler we'll right. go look for. We'll find those that spike. spike sheds out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you leave those alone. Oh, hey, hey, I was going to give them Those are for daddy. <laughs> That's right. Those are my rattle and horn. Those are for daddy. <laughs> those are my rattle and horn for the spikes. <laughs> He's rattling the spikes. You don't even know. That's funny, man. Well, that is hilarious. Well, God damn, was, was this the most efficient podcast ever? Cause we've no, only... no, no. We, we got some more to talk about. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, this, okay, now we're off. Now we can be whatever. Now we're off big time. I can stop being professional. Yes. Yes. What what really, um, I'm not going to say perturbs me. But, that's a, that's um, a giant word there. Deterb? I know. Pitturbs. Pitturbs. It's an Indiana thing. Don't oh, worry about it. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. You know, cool. I didn't get to make it to the shoot this year. Yes. I, I told Kurt, I was like, there's one thing that's going to prevent me from coming, and that's my daughter being born. Lo and behold, she Pretty gets fair. born like four days before the shoot. I'm like, yep, yep. not coming. That's yep. still kind of a lame excuse because that was four <laughs> days later. You should be happy about that. Yeah, you this. already got to see her. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I send my hetero life mate here, Shad, who people, a hetero. lot of people don't understand why we're even friends, and I question it myself. Yeah. You absolutely actually but don't now, know. But now all of WCB land is in love with this trad Dude, <laughs> yeah. that's all I hear about. I mean, Austin Chandler's shooting a trad bow now and yep. talking yep. to Shad all the time. Doesn't talk to me anymore. Hey, man. Hey, you're, 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 old, you're old news. Like I'm just phased out. You're old news, man. You, you picked up the old rock star that shoots a trad bow and roller skates. Here's the thing. We're just going to go <laughs> roller skates. Skateboards. Hey, this, is, this has officially become... We're going to do two podcasts, but I think we're just going to keep rocking. This we're has gonna become... Transition it. To the bullshit and traditional to part... You know, two of this. You I didn't know it. what I was going to say. <laughs> the thing. The I was going to speak Spanish, but I don't know Spanish. We went uh, through that pretty quick. Dose? I mean, might as well just rock it out. Part, okay, right? part dose. We're doing good. Part dose. Deuce. Um, El parto dose. Yeah, you were. You you came in. Everyone's like, "What's this big tent in here? Who's this cool tattooed dude?" That's uh, all these traditional. You're not bows. Joe. And He's people so like Harry. How, how much is this? Is at the at the working class bow hunter shoot. Hey, how much are uh, the bags of big time? Chad's like, take one. What? They're free. They're free. Have them. It's for you. You're shooting here, aren't you? You're at the shoot. Yeah, take a bag. Everyone's like, oh, really? I can have a bag? I'm like, you can have two. I it, brought a thousand pounds of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Please, take it. <laughs> immediately, he became the candy man of big time. And uh, and you- a wealth of information about big time, too, which was probably why Joe was getting 3 a.m. messages, because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know email big that. time. The you best time is the message is that you want to beg or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I use Buck Brunch. Uh, I don't have to maintain it. I throw it out. It works. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you are right, Joe. A lot of love was had for it, Shad. It's just weird. It's I cool, mean, man. It's just what was it? Weird. Three years ago, I finally got you into shooting a compound. You didn't. Finally, get me. I gave you a heart attack because we went down to see Josh and Kristen. You were taking your new bow mm-hmm. to get set up, and I'm just looking around. And uh, he, he won't give me the credit. <laughs> you didn't what do I, anything. I sensed the runaround a little here. You yeah, didn't do anything. You've been you've been trying to work your evil ways on me forever, but I'm not very receptive to those advances. Wheels are for cars. That's right. <laughs> um, but no, we were in there. I forgot and, about that one. Um, <laughs> Hills of I've shot it. I don't like change. I've shot Yeah. <laughs> I've shot traditional archery exclusively since 1993. God and damn, son. Yeah. I'm kind of old. Um, but <laughs> You don't look old. It's You're rock t- and roll and 
skateboarding and bad decisions, man. It yeah. it keeps that you keeps young. young. It keeps you young. You, people think to put you in the grave, but evidently, Tip, yeah. You just you just become a young grandpa. That's just that's all fair. It is. Yeah, that's. I mean, bad decisions might have led up to that. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's some yeah. there's a there's a lot of history of really good bad decisions uh with with joe Humphreys and i so we have a lot of stories how far apart in age are you guys the listeners need to know how old are you we're we're brothers according to when gander mountain was open i was getting the family discount yeah. because he thought we were related well oh. i'm 38 yeah so it's just seven years Oh, not bad. It's no. not bad. Yeah, no, I can't be his dad or anything. But no, it's, not it's the same distance to me and my wife. I got her when she was eighteen. Yeah, I can't be. Better. I can't God be her damn. dad. <laughs> she was young. Well played. She was. Yeah. Well played. There's a funny story there too. But. <laughs> You're a genius of marketing. I, uh, pause that. Just about Jamie. I took her hunting because she was working at Gander with me. Yeah, I was 25. I thought she was older than eighteen. I really. She was eighteen, for the record. Yeah, you know those but barely I'm sure legal she movies. Was, but she, <laughs> yeah, we we shoot a doe, and my buddy came over with his truck to come down to help us out. And she's like, "What do you need me to do?" I'm like, "Just you know, you can be the cheerleader. Just uh-huh. look pretty, yeah, exactly." And you know, Gavin, my buddy's like, "How old are you?" She's like, "I'm eighteen. I graduated last spring." I was like, "Oh, oh, shit. oh no!" He looks at me and goes, "Well played, <laughs> nice. <laughs> We've been together ever since." So <laughs> nice, good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Walking she didn't there. realize that that was a package deal, though. Whenever she got with Joe, that she got shed. She, yeah, sure she loves that. Joe's like a, a single father with me, so it's uh, a <laughs> you, 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 single father. Yeah, you get you get you get the. Uh, the stepchild as well. That's so. Let's, let's talk about the shoot though too. Like, okay, because this will lead into like what brought us to want to do a traditional like uh, podcast or segment or whatever with you on the show. Because you had what I love about you because you were sitting there with the all the, the big time tent mm-hmm. and all the goodies, and then you had all your traditional bows set up. Well, I had a few of them. Yeah. Well, uh, not all of them. A few of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I. Yeah, that's a well. I one of them I brought because I was um, sponsoring. A giveaway yep. for the show yeah. Yeah, yep. for Kalamazoo Bow Works. Yeah. So I brought my Kalamazoo Bow with me, which is awesome of them, by the way. I uh, I also brought a couple other bows that mean a lot to me, just so people can see them and shoot them and yeah. and have some fun. So. Well, what I liked about it when anytime anyone would walk up, you're just like, hey, check check these out, like or because when people walk up, they're looking at them, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, pick it up. You want to shoot it? And like I think everyone was kind of like, "Whoa, really?" Yeah, caught off guard by that. Yeah. Right. So you, I mean, a bunch of people shot them. I shot them. We, we had all, a, we all did. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a little long range. Dana Pace shooter. hit at a hundred yards with Gramps, my my memorial bow to my grandfather. Yeah, so. Dana and his son, impressive. they're into the traditional. They're stuff. Dying, oh, I know. They're I'm actually uh, when you guys go back, I'm sending a a long bow. It's actually I, I, I we call it little Gramps. Uh, my yeah. wife's. Robertson stick bow that also has my grandfather's ashes in it. That's awesome. She can't. It's too much weight for her to shoot anymore. It's forty-seven pound bow. Yeah. She still shoots, but she shoots uh, about twenty-seven pounds now. Yeah. Uh, she has no interest in hunting anymore. But that bow has never taken an animal. Oh yeah. And Dana was talking about how he really wants to get one. Really wants to get one. And I was like, man, I've got one that really needs the right guy to like yeah. to take it out. And I was like, if you will actually hunt with this bow. I will be more than happy to send it back, and no and kidding. let you and let you shoot it. That's so, freaking awesome. You're gonna give him it? No, he's gonna use it. Oh, I'm not giving it to him. It's got my grandfather's ashes. Yeah, in it. 
but yeah, it's, can't give that away. No, it, but it's it needs to be in the woods. I mean, right, draw yeah. blood. There's still, you know, even my grand. I've got my grandfather's old bear takedown, seventies um, bear takedown, yeah. and it was his favorite bow. So it's almost like traditional archery. There's kind of like a, I don't know what word I'm looking for. There's almost like a spirit to him a little bit, and that like, especially a bow like like Gramps your bow. Mm-hmm. Which can can you explain what do you mean like when you say my grandfather's ashes are in that bow? Like what does that so mean? So what that means, the backstory is that my grandfather raised me, mm-hmm. and he gave all of the grandchildren the opportunity to you know experience the outdoors with him yeah and he put a bow in my hand when i was five years old and i remember this Mm -hmm. and i don't think that he understood the direction that it would take my life yeah um and he was my best friend for 36 years he was my best friend Mm -hmm. and uh he had a really long battle with cancer and when he passed away uh he was cremated and i talked to i was his favorite bowyer was dick robertson Mm -hmm. uh, from robertson stick bows and I happened to be friends with his daughter, Yana. And when Grandpa passed away, I had this idea of having a bow made for him with his ashes and the bow limbs. And where the ashes are at, you can't see them. But the core of the bow limb is bamboo. And then there's myrtle laminates on top of the bamboo, and then there's clear fiberglass. Mm-hmm. His ashes are between the bamboo and the myrtle. Oh, no kidding. So um, that's why I call it Gramps. And And – even on the bow, it says "Still hunting with Gramps." On, yeah, on that's the, cool. Man. So, and that's it's super. It's cool. a beautiful bow. I've yeah. shot it. It's it's. I've bought other bows since that bow was made, and I. It's a kind of a heavy bow for me to hunt with at times. I hunted with it exclusively for a long time after he passed away, and I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I had to kind of step away from it for a minute, but uh, it's uh. I've never had a bow shoot as good as that bow. Mm-hmm. Whatever magic Dick works when he builds a bow, he went over the top with it on that one because it's yeah. just – it's hard to miss with that bow. Really? Yeah, it's – like I said, Dana doesn't even shoot traditional, and he hit that big block target at 100 yards. Dana's one of those guys – have you ever met Dana, Joe? No, we've never met. He. So we have uh, Team WCB. It used to be Team Hanging Bay, and we call it Team WCB mm-hmm. now. And uh, we have a killer group of – just a killer group of people on that team. And they're kind of like our support team. They support us. Like, we try to give back to them and uh, great people. Uh, but Dana's on that and super proud to have him a part of that. But that dude is just wired for the outdoors, him and his family. And he uh, – dude, he's such a good dude. He's such a cool youth he's level man. Such a good I've, I've heard him on before. And it, he's, yeah. he, he's a shed antler genius, dude, but he's he also a big sheds. butt killer. Yeah, he's like the shed god. He's a good dude. He's a gnarly type guy. Like when when you meet him, you're kind of like he's our people. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, certain yep. people have that certain like um, edge to their attitude and the edge of the way they carry themselves. Where you're like, this is this is one of us. Him and I have became pretty yep. pretty. But you know exactly. He has that vibe to him. He's, he's got a fire in him. And his son Cam. He has the same so thing, like yeah. at at this year's shoot when you know I saw that I've never met Cam before. I met Dana. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've only met Cam a couple times. I would like to get him in on a podcast to talk about he's, him learning traditional He's awesome, archery. man. And when Dana come walking, I was like, hey, man. And I saw Cam. I was like, I like your bow. He just he was carrying a recurve, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, you know, the previous shoot, I was the only guy there with a yeah. longbow. And, um, Makes you a popular dude there, man. 
Uh, I I don't know about popular, but it's you stand well, out, right? Well, you're pop. People are intrigued, and you're the first dude to, like shoot it. Yeah, I think yeah, like everybody's they want, they want hungry for that next, n- not next level, but it's the just next that layer of exactly. interest. There, yeah. you know, it's you'll never have more fun missing shit than you will. There is with, not a more accurate statement than that. Yeah, I mean, if you miss, you're just like, holy, yeah, all right, I gotta get fun. better. This is crazy. It's so fun, and uh, which is why. I originally went to because I was full on into compound. My grandpa didn't understand it, but he was feeding the habit. I mean, yeah. I had, you know, the site that I had on my the last compound I had was as a PSE. And this was in 1993. My gramps bought it for me for my graduation present. I bought it or I graduated in 93. And I had the site that I had on it was made by Toxonic at the time. I don't even know if they're still a company, but it had like a 10 inch arm on it. And yeah. You know, I had a four-power scope on the end of that. Just ridiculous stuff. And my grandfather and all his friends shot traditional, and they're just like, what are you doing? You, know, yeah. you don't need all yeah. this crap to shoot a bow. And I was like, yeah, you guys don't know. You don't know, right? You're just old people. Yeah. And then the times. And kid. they're having fun. They're, you know, we would get together all the time, and they're shooting out in the yard, and they had a skull can lid on a target at like, I don't know, 12 yards. Yeah. Something like that. That's and, a good idea. And, and they're, you know, they're drinking beers and they're having fun shooting arrows at this thing. And Gramps had to, happened to pick up an old recurve at a yard sale. And back in this time, you could find really good, like, 1970s bear recurves at yard sales for $15, $20, $25. Um, he picked this one up and it happened to be a, a really good bear super Kodiak. And another buddy of his who makes strings, you know, made him a string for it and they're shooting it and. I started playing with it, and I just something about it I fell in love with, yeah. and I ended up hitting that skull can lid that night, mm-hmm. and it, I was just hooked. Like really, I was hooked. I started the hunt with it that year, kind of gave up, went back to the compound. This was in '93. Next year, I just sold it. I was like, I, "This is what I want to do." Yeah, right. And I didn't turn back until three years ago. I I bought a compound again for the first time on a whim with the story that Joe was talking about. Mm-hmm. He talked you into it, right? And, and, he talked me into it, yeah. And for the record, I don't get a big head because you don't have enough hair to cover it anyway. But <laughs> no, I'm, I've got milk pattern This baldness. dude still covers that traditional mindset of that perfect shot. Yeah. He's not going to shoot 50, 60 yards. He's not going to shoot 40 yards. If he not as an animal. No, that's what I'm practice, saying. practice, but right. not as an animal. Yeah, you'll right. play around right. long range. but Yeah. It's a close game, when, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's like. The dude has passed Booners at 15 yards because he wasn't feeling the shot. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have that put the rage in the cage type attitude. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I respect the hell out of him. Yeah, that's a big – dude, people like that, it's, you know, hats off to you. That's a crazy mindset. Well, so learning how to do this – that deer he passed, and I'm like, God, dude. Learning how to do this, like, you have to get close, and you have to change your mindset. You know, 15, 20 yards is far. Like, you have Mm -hmm. to – change that mindset absolutely yeah um and so when Dude, 20 yards feels so far with a recurve like I, for me like five yards like okay i'm still missing but i'm hitting the target 20 is like 50 with a compound it, oh, it feels like it, it can be it you know when you practice at it it's not yeah. as as bad I'm, but i'm not familiar with yeah, it like you are you know but when when i'm talking about a live animal and one this is i'm going to kind of turn this into why i like you guys so much and what kind of drawn me to you guys is i'm a very ethics first mm-hmm. bow hunter one of the organi- organizations i belong to is called the PBS the professional bow hunter society and it's an mm-hmm. ethics first bow hunting society yeah um the how and the why is 
much greater than the the size of the antlers or anything like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So taking that and then that mindset of learning how to get close, right? Mm-hmm. Getting close is what makes you a good woodsman. Yeah. Woodsmanship is something that's somewhat lost anymore. Um, not completely. There are a lot of people figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, but getting close is where you learn that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really not hard to get within 50 yards of an animal. It's not. Um, some people think it is, but that's because they've never tried to get close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I say close, like I want to see how close I can get to them without them knowing I'm there. Like That's a big thing to me. I don't care if I kill them. That, that game of chess to just see how close I can get, I love it. I yeah. live for it. And he's I've sent this man, Joe, pictures and videos of deer at four, five yards. <laughs> they have no, no idea I'm there. And I'm Not even a clue. Close. Well, at my house quite a few times, I mean, we we went back and did the old style, you know, lay down log blind type deal. I mean. I love the, deadfalls. The dude's got yeah. bobcats coming three yards from him and. He's sending me videos of these bucks that are walking right up next to him and everything, and no in his predator camo. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. I, I, I <laughs> it. It was it was a seven point. He's got five too many points on him. Yeah, it's too big. <laughs> it's too big. It's too big. I need a Y buck or a he spike. was too big. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I yeah. he, he did shoot his first buck with his trad bow at my house, if I recall. Yeah, I did. That it, was wild. My first antler deer with with a that was an emotional day right there was at his was at Joe's house. That's cool, man. And then he bitched at me because he's like, "This is why I can't have big deer because it was a year and a half old seven pointer." I did not say that. <laughs> no, that that here was we go. Here unless we go. Unless he's a three and a half year old one mid mid one sixty. That yeah. was an awesome day. It was a tough blood blood trail. We've had three drops of blood. Okay, but it and, was it was one of those deals where you know knowing your ground and everything and knowing where those deer go. Yeah, yeah. I was starting to lose hope, but I wasn't gonna let him know that. But jumped up on a log. I mean, and the deer didn't. Go, I mean, what was it? One hundred fifty yards. He went exactly. Well, when you where got no blood, one hundred fifty yards is a long so damn. There was yeah. Oh yeah, it was one of the That's only a scary feeling. The only deer I've ever shot with a bow that didn't have an exit wound, and it wasn't because the arrow wasn't sharp enough or heavy enough or try. The deer kind of it was broadside and then kind of quartered to me right as I was shooting, and it was a very close shot it was what seven or eight yards Mm -hmm. but from 15 17 feet up it's a weird angle yeah so when he cocked from broadside to kind of quartering towards me and i'm not recognizing that at the time my focus is on the spot where i want to shoot him at Mm -hmm. so i didn't notice that little switch so the arrow went in perfect where i was looking at but it went it buried back into his stomach Mm, and never came out what what had happened he clipped he went through one lung i believe he clipped the other lung through the liver into through the, the liver and lodged into the stomach. stomach. What killed that deer was every time that deer breathed in, the air was going through the lungs and bloating up the stomach. stomach. When oh, we walked up shit. on him, he looked like freaking Dumbo, man. Like, really? I'd never no seen anything like it. So no exit. Oh, wow. And, it was crazy. I told Joe whenever, because I'm after I make a shot, I'm very attentive. I'm colorblind, so I don't see blood well. But So I've trained myself over the decades of hunting to, you know, I listen a lot. I was like, dude, this thing ran in the cornfield, did a loop around a, around me, and I stopped hearing sound right here, which was, what, 30, 40 yards behind the stand, mm-hmm. maybe, at the most. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where he, what he did, which we gave him some time because 
we couldn't find blood a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Joe was, they had logged it back there, didn't they? Yeah, they had logged so it. So Joe was super, walking super up on these, these big hardwood deadfalls, and he just starts clapping. And I'm like, what? Because I'm 50, 60 yards away. We're just, I, I gave him the slow clap. Yeah, Ooh. he just starts clapping. And I come barreling through the woods, and he sees, he's like, dude, that is the biggest small buck ever. Because <laughs> his body was so bloated yeah, yeah. out. That's awesome, man. I I do think you you have, and I don't know to what, because I know Chandler's talked about it, but maybe the shoot was the thing that like kicked him into the heavy traditional archery mind state. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean... You were there. You were the you were the traditional influencer there. Um, Chandler bought a. He bought a really nice stalker. Yeah, that's, yeah. and mm-hmm. he brought it over uh, a few weeks ago and was shooting. And I have an old. Uh, damn, I should have brought it, man. I didn't think about it. I got it out and started shooting it a little bit with them. It's an American, like a mid nineteen seventies American archery. It's like a refurbished one mm-hmm. I bought, and it, I like that bow. Shooting his, it's a lot smoother, kind of like an old school compound versus new school compound. There's uh, a big still difference. Fun. Yeah, but still fun. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but Chandler is he shoots? What do you say? Um, daily, he's shooting that bow. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of text back and forth between Chandler and I. I think he shoots like a hundred arrows a day or something like that yeah. out of that. That's crazy. That, that's a and long bow, right? Fun. I I can't remember whether he got the longbow limbs or the recurve limbs on it. I thought he said longbow, but I might be wrong. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful three piece stalker. I, I do remember that yeah. he sent me some pictures of it, and I hooked him. It's got the click when he gets to his anchor. Oh, he's got a clicker on it. Yeah, that's really good for new people. I, I, and, and it's I really good if you have target panic too, because it it gets your mindset. It's just a little trigger inside your mind to let you know when you're at full draw. Yeah, I think I would like to get a nice one and maybe start dabbling. There's just some shit I want to do with my compound first. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like once I accomplish kind of like my bucket list of compound stuff, then I think I'll probably like move to a tra- not, traditional yeah. equipment and then start like checking off that buck. I think the cool thing to do one, you know, kill a big buck right with a, with traditional equipment, but kill a spot and stock antelope with a recurve. No, it's, it's done every year. I know it is, but it's, it's fucking crazy. badass. So that's, and that's yeah. some bad motherfuckers out there that's doing that. What's you know? uh, like in the world I run in mostly because I'm I'm really new to the the modern compound world. Yeah, yeah. So all the things that you guys, yeah, all the things <laughs> that you guys do, um, it's been done for a long time with yeah, traditional archery, right. and the guys who do it are, hell, I mean, they're just amazing, yeah, woodsmen. And I got, I have, um, I can't remember which version I have the tra- uh, a traditional journey, the uh, traditional record book through Pope and Young through Pope and Young, yeah, and that's a cool book to flip through, yeah, to see like all the record animals that were put in there it's like man, all with traditional equipment it's mm-hmm. badass and it's savages. it's savages it's oh, yeah, not as sure. hard as people think it is it's really not um it just takes the commitment of knowing your equipment is what it is. it is it's it's so yeah. much harder for me and, and you've watched me shoot a compound mm-hmm. it's so much harder for me to shoot a compound than it is to shoot a longbow because i have to think about everything i do yeah when i sense. shoot a compound but it's made me a better shot with my traditional equipment yeah I feel the same way when I – and I don't shoot traditional equipment very often, but I no. feel I feel like a lost – like I'm lost. Like I feel like just such a noob, and I am. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's but a it's whole new world. But it's still fun. Still a and ton of fun. And that's why I do it. I shoot archery. I, lo- I genuinely love archery, mm-hmm. all aspects of it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I've done it my entire life. Mm-hmm. And But there's just a special place for traditional archery and traditional bow hunting in general. Like that's – 
I have a book that I bought when I so I've been a Pope and Young measure for ten or eleven years now. And when Which, I was, you got to measure my button dose too. I can measure your button dose, <laughs> man. I'll tell you, the, the, only other two year olds. I don't know. The big, we found the world record button button dough. Out here, yeah. Yeah, deadhead. We need to take a yeah, picture of that. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's called, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the book. I think it might just be The History of the Bow and Arrow. It, it was uh, written by Saxon Pope. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I started, re- I, I need to finish Ishii. Yeah. He talks about that. They're making. Have you read that? Oh, yeah. I'm sure you've read that. I know all about it, man. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've got a, I've got a library of, of old books. Like if you guys happen to stop by the house at any point in time, like you can, yeah. I've got a, a lot of cool old books, man. That's really, yeah. And there's, there's some, if you ever get a chance to listen to the, or read the witchery of archery, that's, oh, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Witchcraft. Maurice, Maurice Thompson, man. He's <laughs> from Indiana. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. It's, it's, I think it was written in the late 1800s. <laughs> if I, I run in the bathroom, and, is there more bush lights? Yeah. <clears throat> There's more like, in there? Uh, two more. Uh-oh. That's enough. We're going to fight over them. I'm the idiot who just got a 12-pack. I'm Indian sorry. leg wrestle? Yeah, Joe's a newbie over here. I was working class school, and I was like, it'll be enough. No, it won't, Joe. I, 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 I haven't even been around you guys that long, and I knew it wasn't enough. I, I mean, tall boys. simple math. Do you need the... Some man cans? Oh. Oh, it just got weird. Oh. That was nice. Like now he has filling there. It's just from the the thigh down. There's no filling. Yeah. <laughs> Electric shock. <laughs> yeah, but like at the shoot when I shot your bow, like I went up there and I had no. I don't know what I'm doing. I've mm-hmm. shot traditional bows before, but you know it's like okay, you pull back and you let go. And the whole you explained to me like the three fingers below or one above. Yeah, there's different types of shooting. There's there's a split finger. There's you can shoot three under. What do you? Because you do? asked me, you asked me something about how I shoot my compound mm-hmm. to determine which most where people, to put my fingers. Well, most people who shoot a compound are used to shooting a sight pin, and so if you shoot three under and anchor a little higher, you can use the point of the arrow as like a gap shooting method, right? Um, and there, it's a very effective way to do. it. There's a lot of people who do it. Uh, it's probably most of the top traditional archery shooters. Shoot, shoot three under. Shoot well, like competition wise. Sure, they shoot shoot that because gap shooting is just easier. And there's a there's as much as simple as a recurve or longbow is. You can make it as complicated as a compound. As a compound, if you want to dive into it that way, right? And and the competition archers, they they're there. I'm not there, um, I, but I've always shot split finger, which is one on top of the knock, two underneath. Um, I anchor with my pointer finger in the corner of my mouth. And there's not much of an anchor. Like, all like my is there? Is that just like kind of a preference thing, or is there a it's just reason how I learned? How you learned okay. it? Yeah, I, I, you know, I was a teenager when I learned how to do that, sure. and it's just what felt natural to me. Right. And that's just how I learned how to do it. Yeah. So I don't really see the point of my arrow when I'm draw. I just focus on the area that I want to shoot, mm-hmm. and uh, I try to make that area as small as possible. Right. Um, which can be really hard on. You know, if you're shooting at a deer, <laughs> not shoot at a whole deer or a bear or anything, and to make that very, very small. Awesome, that's right, kind of, right. There was four in there. What are you talking about? That's pretty. I can't handle the man cans. Me? Well, you can't count. I got the one that I dropped on the tile floor earlier. For the record, I it's think we got now. the, the last round got from this of week. tall boy corn cans. Oh in yeah, Indiana. dude, I still haven't tried Bush Apple. Sorry, I came in, I came back with beers, and I probably diverted the entire. Great no, it's conversation fine. We were just film. talking about the way to anchor and stuff like that. that yeah, so. God, I feel so lost. But it's interesting because I don't know shit about it. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, 
Because your grip's got to come and play. I mean, everything just like a compound. Like the probably the angle you hold the bow. Yeah, you kinda that's called can canting. Canting yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah. how far do you can it? How where's your grip at? Where's your anchor? And and that's just all through. Pre- like you figure out what's comfortable for you. Sure. Um, I mean, just like shooting a compound too. You're going to feel comfortable how you shoot your. You know, some people shoot yeah. a compound different. Everyone shoots it different. I probably shoot it different than all you guys because I really don't like. I'm learning as I do a, as I shoot a compound. Well, and that's how yeah. we are with the traditional yeah. bows. Yeah. You know, we don't yeah. know what the hell we're doing. We're just out there flinging arrows. You know, mm-hmm. let her fly. Send it. That's right. I, I do notice. I don't know if you guys what you guys talked about when I was gone, but talked about Joe. Even even uh, with compounds. And traditional equipment, like, there's a difference between the dude who's very nonchalant, and and I know it's the same with traditional equipment, I'm sure, that just, the guy's like, oh, I'm on the paper plate, I'm good, or whatever, I'm in the circle, and then you have your guys that are very conscious of consistent acre points, they know their arrow weight, they they care a little bit more about accuracy. I really used to be that guy, probably... Uh well probably when I first met you, I was I was that way I was with like, your recurve equipment yeah with traditional it's like if I could keep it in an in an eight inch circle like I was fine right like yeah. I didn't look at it as I was trying to win archery tournaments I was trying to hunt animals yeah, yeah. right yeah. what and you're I, saying is I made him better after I came along he, Ooh, that's he what's looking at so it's looking like did you just admit to that he he did he made me better oh he made me better <laughs> so I mean. But that that all changed as as I grew. It was the night yeah. you rode my boat home or my my truck home. Oh yeah, for my thirtieth we'll, we'll birthday. We'll get into that. We'll get into stories later. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> my thirtieth birthday was a uh, it was an event. Thirty shots of Jaeger. Oh, that's a thirty. Oh, he rode my Jimmy. truck home. If, uh, I, when I say rode, I mean R O W E D with oars in the back of my truck. Oh, oh I found him, I found him back there when I woke up because I was drunk and he stuffed me in the bed of the truck. <laughs> That sounds it like was a terrible raining. time. It was a great time. That, that's going to be a whole other section of this. Because yeah, stick to traditional right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, we is, go that, down. is that the third shift files? Yeah. yeah we, we won't yeah. get into when we tried to fight the Indianapolis Colts offensive We line. didn't try to fight anything. I was having a good time, and you told me it was a really bad idea. Yeah. And when I didn't listen, you go, oh, I guess we're getting our ass kicked tonight. <laughs> right. That was, that was the night that we uh, bought the, what was the cheap wine? All the Boone's Farm? Boone's Farm. Oh, yeah, we, farm. We, we bought Boone's farm. farm for everybody in the bar. Oh, hell Anyway, yeah. get Jesus. back to your boat. <laughs> well, I used to drink a lot. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the family. Yeah. So what would you say is easier to shoot, a longbow or a recurve? It just depends on the bow, man. Is it? I, so my my grandfather's old bear takedown, it's a recurve. A magnesium riser recurve. means a metal riser mm-hmm. on the recurve. Um. I can shoot that bow as good as anything, uh, but I prefer longbows. And I, but my my gramps, my longbow, my takedown longbow. I mean, that's break down the difference. What is the difference between a recurve and a longbow? The limb profile. Okay, a recurve will actually curve back, yeah, toward, uh, away from you, uh, where the longbow, the the end of the bow limbs come towards you. Okay, so, is correct me if I'm wrong here. Does a a recurve it, does it already have energy built into the limbs or um, easier? It's, is it more efficient? It's going to be easier to draw because there's multiple curves in the limb. Okay. So it's, it's. Uh, I guess that'd be the easiest way to say it. So where the limb curves back, you're actually pulling 
the limb is working at the riser and it's working at the the limb tips as well. Okay. And there's different. I mean, like if you get a static recurve where the limbs are the limb profile is even curved more, then you know you got more working limb there. As okay. Well. So it, there's more energy built up in the limbs. It can be. Yeah. It can be. Okay. Uh, it, and it there's a lot to learn about this. The, and the energy of it. Um, and this is one of the no things clue. that I transferred to shooting a compound. You know, bow weight and energy and all that thing is is nothing if you don't have an arrow that is heavy enough to do the job. Right. So I've shot, even when I first started shooting a compound again, I shot heavy arrows just because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, I don't like shooting lightweight arrows. I don't feel the animal deserves that. If I screw up or the animal moves, which they tend to do, yeah. it's not a target. They don't stand still. And that's why I don't shoot far at live animals. Yeah. Um, if you hit a shoulder blade, I want to make sure that my arrow has enough ass in it to at least get through a shoulder blade. Yeah. Right. Um, because they move. I mean, they move. Yeah. I move. We make, you know, things Mm -hmm. happen. Why do they move? That's some bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of a rip off. If they just stood still. (laughs) If they just stood still. Was it two years ago you sent me the picture? He blows through a doe. Yeah. There's a sapling, what, four inches Possibly. Probably four inch diameter. The arrow goes through the dough, goes through the sapling, and it's just sticking out the other side. Like, no way. I think I got one. Yeah. Dude. That's impressive. How I far think was I got it? one. Ten yards. It was eight. Ten. Did you get the arrow eight out of the yards. sapling? Yeah. yeah. The uh, sapling that was, was ten yards. That was the <laughs> the third animal I killed with the same broadhead. No, no shit. shit. Yeah. What are you shooting for a broadhead? Uh, VPA Terminators. The It's a 200 gram. Uh, I shoot. It, yeah, I shoot 200 grains uh, broadhead. It's a three blade broadhead. It's made in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, oh, sweet. It's uh, cut on contact. I hand sharpen them all. They come pretty sharp out of the package, but I don't trust that. I don't trust that with anything. That's fair. Um, I hand sharpen them all to where they can shave, and that's the beautiful thing about shooting those, man. Is that if if they don't, if and I've never bent the blade on one. Yeah, you but can just resharpen it. You can clean it up. You can resharpen it. Put it on that's another sweet. arrow. And uh, go again. Like I said, I shot four animals with the same broadhead, and the last one was a spring turkey, and I retired it after that because it was the first spring turkey I ever killed with a bow. That's cool, man. So, yeah. it's um, that, Was that the turkey that we had passed up the morning? Yes. Yeah. The one I, the one <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't shoot with a shotgun, but I went back yeah, we, six we, hours later and killed it with a bow. We, we <laughs> both had awesome. shotguns in the blind that morning, and... I went back home because I had another spot I wanted to go to. He and we were piled up on birds that morning. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm not shooting with a shotgun." Well, the backstory is that I had two big long beards coming into the spot. Yeah, and Joe and I have doubled on turkeys on more than one occasion. And I was like, "Dude, we can do it again." I've got these things coming in, and it's to one of my big time food plots. We'll turn it back around there. Yeah, um, he has no shame. I don't. It's hey. it's, it's, a, it's the truth. It's a, it's a hidden spot back in the woods. Uh, I've used buck brunch on it for the last few years. The only reason why we promote it shameless because we're getting a freaking short bus out of it. That's yeah, it I works. mean, that's the way to do it. it you didn't even have to get electrocuted <laughs> for it. No, yeah, short bus. Uh, yeah, we'll do anything for a short bus. So I keep a camera on this little on this little area. It's probably a quarter acre all, all year round. I always keep a camera on it. Yeah. And uh, I had these two strutters coming in there, nice big long beards. Every day they were coming through there, and I was like, Joe, we can, we can take these two out. Mm-hmm. So we go out there that morning, and we had a hen come in that we called Broke Beak because the, her bottom of her beak was just hanging off of her face. I don't know what, what the heck happened Idiot. to it. 
It was the craziest thing ever. And watching her, I, I was begging for a beard on her just so we could shoot her to put her out of her misery. I mean, it was her. like when she ate, she was turning her head yeah. sideways and like watching her scratch and try to what? eat was like crazy. a hangnail kind of. Yeah, weird. but it was, oh, it was I wonder weird. what happened to her. I don't know. But then these three Jakes came in, and Joe and I have killed Jakes together before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm unashamed about it. Yeah, uh, I do not apologize for the animals that I take. Well, you can't. You come in like a boss. We're gonna kill you like a boss. Yeah. So <laughs> Joe's like, up for it. There Joe's it like, let's let's take him out. Let's take him. I was like, I've got a shotgun. I'm not shooting a Jake with a shotgun. I'm not doing it. Hey, I've that's done it. I've, I've done it many times before, and that was just my thing for that year. I usually have these weird little things that I that I'm going to do that year. Yeah. Like my own little challenges. No, that's dude. You got to do that shit. That's cool. And so that's important. I think Joe yeah. left. At, we went. I took him home, or took him back to his truck. I went to my other spot where I was going to kill a turkey, and then ended up not killing. And a not turkey. killing turkey, and so we'll talk about that. <laughs> I take I take my bow back a few uh, you know four or five hours later, and I wasn't in the blind maybe forty five minutes, and those three jakes come in, and the biggest one didn't leave. So, and I had no problems with it. Like a Jake, yeah. a Jake with I'll shoot a Jake with a bow every day. Dude, I guided a Jake hunt with a shotgun this year, and I had zero shame in my game, sir. No. He, he calls me up. He's like, remember them four, well, four three. or five, three Jakes. He goes, yeah. remember those three Jakes came this morning? I was like, yeah. He goes, there's only two of them now. <laughs> <laughs> there's only two of them left. Yeah. Yeah, and it was <laughs> hilarious. It was a day much like today. It was about mid-60s, rainy, and uh, I did not expect that to happen. Yeah, when I that's awesome, out. man. So that is awesome. My hat's off to you, brother, man. I, I appreciate your passion for that stuff, and I appreciate your just willingness to get other people into your interest. Your, right. You know, I mean, because it's just no matter what, that's the roots of what we do. Like if you're into compounds, and, and it is cool, like seeing Chandler into it. Chandler's he's going to convince a lot of people in the working class group to get, I mean, not that you already haven't and you, you continue. And I'm to not it. trying to, I don't, I don't want to try to convert anybody. No, you're not, you're not in, I'll say that for you. you you're not forcefully though. trying to do it. No. Yeah. You're sparking the interest to it mm-hmm. to where Austin's like, he's in now. Wait, and wait till he misses his first dude. animal with it. It's, it's the most, like I said, it's the most, it's the most fun. And I don't know that he yeah. will miss an animal. And Chandler's a pretty, he's been sending me a lot of pictures. He's shooting enough that he probably won't miss, but it is a different ball game. He could. Yeah. But he's also, you know, he's a dude that's killed a lot of big bucks. Yeah. He's been in the game for a while. He's no spring chicken, man. Like, my, my favorite thing is when, you know, at the shoot, at both shoots that I've been to now with you guys, is that when people go, oh, I'd really like to get one of these and, and try to kill it. You know, just go kill a doe with it. And I'm like, have you ever been eight yards from a doe with a 60-inch bow? Yeah. Right. They're not easy to kill. Yeah. Right. It's a yeah. hell of a lot easier to kill a year-and-a-half-old buck yeah. than it is a doe. Well, my mindset, and I told, uh, I was talking to Chandler. He didn't really give me much reaction, so I don't really know his mindset on it. I was like, if I'm hunting with a recurve, anything's game. And, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, first buck that comes in, no matter what it is, I'm like, mm, sorry, buddy. Yeah, man. I've got sorry a button buck. I, oh, let me rephrase that. i got a button doe. A button doe, uh, yes, uh, yes, yes. Shoulder mounted. That was my first ever uh, animal I took with a longbow. Fun well, not fact, my first animal, but the first deer. Fun fact about the button doe thing. I, when I just left earlier to go grab a couple more beers, and uh, I checked my phone real fast. I got it charging in there. And I have a text from Trevor from Outdoor Drive, and he sends me screenshots of button doe shirts. <laughs> That he's getting oh, made. Oh, yeah. And in parentheses underneath the button, it says it's a two year old. Yeah, I love Trevor. Oh, dude, that guy can epic. come to my house and cook anytime, though. Dude, oh, great. Right? Dude. He's um he's one of the people that 
I'm I'm very thankful that I helped him along in certain assets of like of podcasting because yeah. he's the dude that will never and I feel this way will never burn you. Yeah, and no, he's he, such a good dude. He stays too. appreciative and he's a good friend. He's a good person. Every time he comes out, he drives from Connecticut, yeah, to the shoot, and he brings fish cakes and dude, all sorts of just amazing seafood. Joe, you missed it. You he, missed the after made, party at the I shoot, know, man. He made so much good food. Here's the thing: next year at the shoot, if we do two days for after the first day, I'm gonna make like VIP passes, mm-hmm. and that gets you to the after party. And we're gonna, I, I got to get Danielle and her husband to come out and do the crawfish boil. I'm Which more was a major hit, man. So, what did your was, yard look like the day after the crawfish it's a boil? Mess. Because <laughs> I was throwing shells at people, man. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Dude, did you cut- bring the canopy back? Well, we got it. Nice. It's in the truck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chad's like, I remember, I remember him be like, fuck that, that depends, tonight. taking the short bus? Well, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was storming, and I'm tired. I, hadn't, I don't sleep very much, but I, you know, I had a, a little jaunt back to the hotel, and I had to drive back home the next morning. And I'm not going to take like the only bit of cover that was going on in the it backyard. It was pouring rain. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to. Well, <laughs> but, but you were also like... I was like, hey, what, you know, Joe's going to want this back. Fuck Joe. Yeah, fuck keep, Joe. Mm-hmm. keep the fucking tent. <laughs> fuck him. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's ours then. <laughs> I was like, He's he, like, I don't give a fuck he, about he, the He tent. goes rolling up in my house, and he, he jumps out, and I'm, we're back from the hospital and everything, just hanging out. And I come out because I want to see someone other than, you You're, know, yeah, yeah, my right. wife and my kids for a second. Not to sound like an asshole, but he comes out and you just flings like out asshole. like, I know. Uh, he, like, flings the cover of the canopy. I was like, where's the canopy? He goes, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. All right. Wait, what? At least it's get in good hands, you know. Yeah, he's like, it's still up in Kurt's hey, backyard. That, that came in handy like at three in the morning. Well, I mean, I, I think in a, a little bit though, he was surprised I didn't just burn it down or something. Uh, honestly, that it survived yeah. and we got it back safely. Yeah, yeah. Because well, well, I, I had two of them. Mm-hmm. We've got two, and so I, I still had one in the barn, and we used it at my family's Fourth uh, of July get together. Mm-hmm. And shot fireworks and everything, and it was fun and cool. The next day, my brother went out to clean out, clean up at my aunt's house. He decided he was going to take that one. So now I have zero cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? What the hell? What the hell, guys? Taking advantage of me here? We could work something out, dude. It did, that, it did save our asses because so. Oh, the, it saved our asses. So. We were expecting. We planned the shoot early, like winter, like yeah, late winter, yeah. early spring. Then COVID happened. And then we didn't even know if we could have the shoot. Yeah, and then we have the shoot, and then it's raining. So I'm like, man, hopefully everyone brought canopies, and thankfully we did. The big, the big ten canopies, like the center party of it at my house. We popped everything up. Like the storm was coming in, we're like, let's get these canopies up so we can start getting ready for the crawfish. You know, um, we had a cool after party. Every, dude, everybody was cooking. Trey was cooking venison hot dogs, mm. fish cakes. That could be all. Oysters, sausage, man, those Dude, rubbing salt was he shooting? At this point. Did he make oh, clams too? Clams. Um, he did the clams the year before, didn't he? The clams were so good. Dude, they're God. so good. Dude, he brought me. Um, I love like lobster roll filling. Dude, see, like shellfish is my game. I'm not so big on fish, but like shellfish. Brought me like lobster roll filling. I ate on that for like three, four days. Um, crawfish and I still have some of that crawfish in my freezer. Actually, I froze some of it. Because I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I'm going to try and like reboil it and see how it works. <laughs> Why not? You cooker, know, bro. Hmm. I'm going to try yeah. it. It's frozen. Why not? Yeah, it should be Why all right. So it'll be rubbery as hell. But so I think next year, what we do if we do a two day shoot, we do the same thing. We call it the big time after party. 
We make some beer. See, he's always trying to get that yeah. damn short bus. Hey. Let's see what he's doing. Listen, we're doing a lot for the brand here. See? Think about I it. I know. I'm going to have to get on the phone with Chase and, and see how we're And just so you this. know, <laughs> for next year's shoot, I am going to find – I'm going – so like I did with Kalamazoo Boat Works this year, which is a, a, a good buddy of mine, David Darling. Yeah, yeah. hey, David, thank you so much. And hey, gave a bow really away to it. a listener yeah. that came to the shoot. That's fucking rad. I'm, I'm going to do – I'm going to partner with another – company that I, I another bowyer that i really it'll probably be st joe river mm-hmm. um which was the the long bow that i had out have there. them come out and put up a uh, like a tent with a table and stuff yeah. and if i can get them to come out there that's also so like the when you guys did it this year if it would have happened that was during the biggest traditional archery shoot oh, of the right. traditional bow hunter shoot was the same would have been the same weekend i think we, we proved ourselves to that club that we can pull the numbers and mm-hmm. pull the people so now we should be able to claim a non-holiday weekend. Hopefully, Trump just wins the election. We don't have COVID. well. We'll probably fucking have COVID again next year because Trump yeah. will win. Um, <laughs> but fuck, every, at that point, everyone's going to ignore everything, right? So, you you know what I'm saying. So, I, I'd like to have people that are supporting yeah. the shoot. I'm going to try sponsor. to get David to come out there a, a, as well. Because cool. the I club get, would love that. Like, if yeah. I can get Tracy and David to come, because I would like to get uh, Tracy is the only professional female bowyer. In the traditional archery world, bowyer, bowyer. She makes the she bows. makes the bows. That's what they yep. call them. Yep. Yeah, they call them a bowyer. A bowyer. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that. I never she, heard of it either. She you makes. But you guys, you guys shot that bow enough. Yeah, I've yeah, that's true. that's true. I, the only reason I've heard of it because that long bow that I bought that I sent you, mm-hmm. I bought that from a bowyer. Mm-hmm. He actually she, used to make bows, and then this was the last one he ever made. And he's like, I don't want it no more, and I wanted to sell it to someone that's gonna appreciate it. Well, Dana called me up. Dana just bought one of her youth bows for his daughter. What's her name? Her her name? Tracy Belowski. Where's she she out of? Michigan. No kidding. Yep. Yeah, and she makes... She makes... The bow that had the caveman drawing on the side of Mm -hmm. it, of the guy running with the... Does she make that? I mean, she makes amazing bows. No That's kidding. Awesome. And yeah, I've, man, I've got some friends. Do you in know Michigan. her personally? Yeah, yeah. I stay at her house. She's. Well, I'm going on a bear hunt with those guys. It was supposed to have been September this year. Yeah. That didn't. That's not. You think she'd out. ever do a podcast? Uh, possibly. I can ask her. Some people are weird about it, but that might be a cool yeah. episode. Yeah, she's. I ain't no carpenter, but can I make a bow out of metal? You. you I mean, if you can make it bend and put Did a string just, on it, you can make a bow out of anything. You make that a Steve moment. You make the riser. Well, I mean, just like a compound out of, out of like Why steel. Yeah, dude, steel would be heavy as fuck. That'd be horrible. I mean, you it, wouldn't go, be, yeah. it wouldn't be though if you it, did it right. <laughs> it'd be rigid. I mean, I know you're good at welding, but you got a CNC machine. I think it's engineer like, something, Doug. You, oh, I was gonna really cut you down, but damn, can, bro, can you make me my own Acubo? <laughs> hey, you put your leg up on the cap of a truck and draw that bitch back with some tights on. <laughs> You listen to that Make Hunting Great Again podcast? Yeah. That was so funny. Dude, Jesus. I got, you know, honestly, we recorded that podcast and I was like, dude, we're going to get so much hate just for having him on. And only like, I'd say a handful of like negative messages about it. But You're going to get hate from having me on too. Dude, we I, get, you're going to hate no matter what you do. We can kiss babies and donate yeah. money to anything and we're going to get hate, dude. Every time yeah, we like, say why'd something. Why'd you donate to that one? Why not yeah. this one? Dude, name it. We get hate for it, but but also like anytime we do anything controversial or make a bold statement about something, like our listener base is fucking the best, and they think the same way we think. So if I'm like, man, fuck that shit, and I say something about whatever, they're like, hey, man, appreciate. It. I thought the same thing. I'm glad somebody said it. Like yeah. that's typically the response, right? 
you're not going to get a bunch of yuppies that are listening to working class bow hunter. You know what I mean? So if, if well, Joe's trying to start the hipster blend of big time with his kale and all of his other yeah, stuff. So. Yeah. No, it's just I want to be able to eat something while I'm out there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and just, instead, instead of, instead take of the, you a ranch dressing packet. You're fucking good hey, to go. Hey, you should I, partner with Cliff Bar and do a Cliff Bar blend for all the granola hikers. What was the crap you Let were eating in the turkey blind that day? Ask Doug how many radishes I ate last year. <laughs> Well, well, tell me about Cliff Bars. They have a coffee <laughs> macchiato Cliff Bar. Yeah. Fucking awesome. I'm not saying that they're not delicious. They are delicious. I, I don't eat them because I'm a health nut. I mean, look at me. Yeah. Like, I, true. We all hey, got the dad body. We all got bush here. light bodies in here, So except for Shad. I don't have um, bush light bodies. He's got a running, I, I care about my body body. He's got a muskrat living on his chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome it's powers a pine marker. I'm half Sasquatchian. Yeah. And where were we going? Yeah, what? nice hair. We were talking yeah. about uh, the shoot, <laughs> the after party, making bows, yeah. um, having the bow maker on the podcast. And Joe wasn't there. Joe I know there. David. I know David would do one as well. Um, I've talked to him about it. Yeah, um, no, but, and he's it was, a vet. It was he's a vet as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah, he, I mean, yes. All yeah, people. David's a he, man. He's a great guy. He's Get one, us in contact, man. We'll we'll have a chit chat for sure. For chit sure. chat. But there's, um, I'm I I think for next year as well. I'm also going to offer my friend Chad Graham. Have you guys seen the pictures I've posted of like the spliced fletchings that I use the different colored fletchings? I think so. Probably. So I've Gorgeous. got a, a buddy named Chad Graham out of Michigan who has a company called Wood Arrows, mm-hmm. and he, you know, of D and M arrows. Have you ever I heard don't of them? I Think so. All right, he makes really nice wood or nice wood and carbon arrows. Mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe you guys know because he does stuff for the the compound world as well. I, we, I mean, I might, dude, but, but I'm such a. So, anyways, man. I got a wage brain. I Chad <laughs> makes some beautiful work of art arrows, and his spliced feathers are like. Second to none. Mm-hmm. So what I'm probably going to do next year because I'm so these these things that I'm donating, this is out of my pocket. Right. I'm not asking the bowyers because there's not a lot of money in the traditional archery world. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're trying to sell the same idea to the same 20 people. Yeah, sure. So these are people that I care about, and I want to support them and get their business spread out. So like the bow that was the Kalamazoo bow, David's building it, but I'm paying for him to build it. That's cool, of you man. That and is so. Badass. And that's not like for me to like receive praise. That's how much I care about this stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but I want to. I want you need arrows to shoot out of those things. And, <laughs> right, right. And what better way than to have a, an amazing custom set of arrows to go with your bow? Right. And so I'll, I'm going to get with Chad as well, and and uh, have well, him make a really nice set of arrows for him. It'd be cool if we get a good weekend, and I'll get with the club here because I mean I think we're going to do the same club and do all, everything. You know, get with all them guys and have them come out and. It just—it'd be cool to have them a part of it too, you know. It's yeah. I mean, we can have as many people come out to this place as we want, especially with two days. And and, and if they bring bows, it's not like me bringing bows. They're going to have different weight ranges. Yeah, They're yeah. going to have left hand, right hand. Well, we could set them like if they want to come out with all their recurves, we could put them up by the practice range and sit there and be like, "Hey, you guys want to try these?" You know, and really just like introduce as many people as possible and, to it. And Tracy's youth bows, like for kids. <laughs> And she's got like this grow with – I don't know what it's actually called, but it's like a grow with the archer package. So if you get your child a bow, have her make him a recurve or a longbow or whatever mm-hmm. the hell she's making for him. Um, as they grow, you can trade that in and, and use that towards your next – I mean it's not free. It's not a free upgrade. Yeah, but, but it, you it's can, like you get like a credit. Yeah, and, and you're going to grow with that person. That is fucking cool. And she's really, really big on the youth archery scene because, I mean, that's what – yeah. That's where if we it's don't, future, man. yeah, if we don't take care of the kids doing it and teaching them right, 
you know, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. I want to instill the good ethics and of course and everything. The ethics dude is number one in my for opinion, sure. But um, you know, I think people are kind of shocked by that because of the way we talk and act sometimes. But it is number one. You, if you're gonna be the way we are, ethics have to be number one because you can't be a fucking dick bag when it comes to killing animals. <laughs> right. And then you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you cut up, let loose, but respect what you're doing you're killing an animal it's not to be taken lightly in any in any aspect i i've i've never enjoyed taking the life of anything it is a necessity yeah uh, for if you're if you're going to eat any type of meat or wear any type of animal priority it's a necessity right yeah yeah um it's not a necessity to some people but for me a guy who was raised by a, a man who grew up in the depression mm-hmm. that's how i that's how i was raised you live off the land as yeah, much right. as possible and but it's it an also, interesting outlook. It was also taught to be done with respect. Because mm-hmm. if you don't respect where it came from, what it is, then it's going to go away. Yeah. So you have to have that. You have to have that respect. You have to have those ethics. Absolutely. And you yeah. don't take more than what you need. Yep. yep. I mean, that's... That's what I had... Uh, it's funny you bring that up. When I tagged out in December last year on Bucks in Illinois. I had a bunch of listeners, um, and no fault to them or anything, but like, hey, man, you going to go get a Wisconsin tag or an Indiana tag or try to get an Iowa tag or a Missouri tag? Because, you know, it's that's all drivable distance from where mm-hmm. we're located in Illinois. I'm like, I don't really need to. Like, I'm right. not like, not, I'm not saying this is excusable, but just to hear me out, like, I'm not filming a television show to where, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. um, I donated a couple deer this last season, which I feel good because it goes to our local food pantry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those people would much rather be having some nice red meat than some fucking canned cream corn Absolutely. or whatever. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to other states to shoot animals. I don't really need to. Some years maybe I will, you know, but what's going on, fellas? Be all right? What I do? Cream corn. Of all of it, cream corn. <laughs> well, what the fuck? People I, go to the Aldi and buy canned... I love cream corn, man. Yeah, but I imagine if all you ate was cream corn. Yeah, that'd get old. You'd be like, I'll take a backstrap. Was it big time flavored, though? Well, it wasn't Ooh, the deer cream that corn. That was shameless. I'm sorry. Deer, it, <laughs> deer cream corn. <laughs> <laughs> it, comes makes in your, a, it makes your deer taste better. It comes in a watertight, tastes clear like bag. <laughs> it tastes like it's got a cherry in it. Yeah. You put cherries in your cream corn. <laughs> Only in Indiana they do. Um, it's like dessert, <laughs> cream corn with cherries. Your dessert corn. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Um, but yeah, ethics and morals and traditional archery and big time. There we are. That's that's a crazy crazy thing. It's a crazy this blend is, of an episode, man. But I like how like we kind of we cycled it and and made several into one. This is like a crazy. Friendship and everything. I'm glad we got duo? to bring that together. Yeah. Remember, it's you, a weird. Duo. You remember before we all met Shad? You told me about him. You're like, hey, he's like the older version of you. Yeah. So what yeah. was funny? I remember this is when we pulled up to that first shoot, and I got, I was like, hey, I'm Shad. And he's like, oh yeah, Joe told me about you. Like Joe's a goddamn liar. Like that was our first conversation. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> it was, you shut your whore mouth. Here's here's what I'm going to tell you about Joe. He, he's at the shoot. This he's like, yeah, man. Everybody was wanting to know where you're at. Everybody. Every time somebody said, where's Joe at? I like Joe. He's like. Joe's a fucking piece of shit. I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the guy now. Yeah, a lot of it was, fuck Joe. Fuck mm. Joe. I'm here. Thank you, guys. It's my daughter. Thanks. Appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. Hey, tell the tell the introductory story. Oh, of how we first met? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... The, <laughs> oh, boy. There's, there's, there's going to be a couple stories told. This, this, is, a, this is a long... Now, now that you got all the spiritual, we're ethical and everything, now you got to hear... Now the, you get to hear how he met me when I was story. a completely... 
drunk, depressed, shit divorced guy, right? So um, I was going on a date with his roommate. And I didn't know Joe. I just met this chick through the music scene and stuff. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, t- he's decent real, at music, by the way. Yeah, real quick. Like you're, you've been in several bands, some mm-hmm. really popular. Like, talk about that real fast. Or you don't? I mean, take as much well, time as you all day. But I, I'm not. I'm currently not in any musical. I mean, I have a project, but we don't get to play anymore because of the COVID. <laughs> and and P, you know, there's like my wife is susceptible to to catching that she has yeah. she suffered from a brain tumor and her immune system's not that great so mm-hmm. i have to kind of like really be cautious about what i do to yeah. make sure i don't bring things home understandable but um when i took a, a job promotion two and a half years ago uh, my my free time to play music really dwindled mm-hmm. so um i don't really play as much as i used to i do have a nice jam room in my house for when people come over if they are you know musicians and we want to get together and jam and stuff uh but yeah i've been in i've been in quite a few bands i've been playing music for a long time that's and, awesome uh, i love writing original music i love playing original music and uh i just like music man it's yeah. it, it's 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 part of me it's like breathing it's like archery it's like anything i have to do it yeah even when, when I, even when i walk away from it I, I never fully walk away from it. It's just like temporary breaks. Yeah, yeah. So when he's no, singing, he gets pterodactyl arms, which is really. Cool. I, I do. Um, I don't. I, I don't know why. Bitching. I don't do it with my hands. When, when I just sang without, you know, just, it was just a singer in a band. Uh, for whatever reason, man, this left hand would just kind of gimp up, and that's what was comfortable. And <laughs> that's where you hit your notes at, man. It, it would. It would be. I, <laughs> I know. I was a. I was a really weird front man. Joe bared witness to many of my episodes. So. <laughs> putting him mildly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I figured I'd bring up that background. So. Yeah, uh, if so, if so, you want to hear the last the last thing I was a part of, um, the last band I was, I'm I'm really proud of this band. They're still going strong. Uh, it's a band called Maria Hill, pop punk band. Um, I'm not a. I don't listen to pop punk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an old punk rock kid, yeah. but I knew it's never really into the pop punk stuff. But I love to play it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Amazing music. I mean, the, I, the last I, album I'm, that I'm we that. I kind of I'm interested in that. The last bit. album we put out was called uh, "Lie to Me," and uh, it's available on all music platforms. All the, all the Murray Hill albums are. Actually, this one to check it out. Um, yeah, like Spotify and everything. Yeah, yeah. Bitchin'. And uh, I'm Hill? Re- yeah, I'm really proud of that album. It's the only time I've ever had fun in the studio. I hate studio. I like playing live. I don't like studio. It's tedious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the four of us work together really well on that album. Um, is it? Can we play? Can I play some of it? On, oh, fucking! I have my phone on me. I can go yeah. Grab it. Here, I'll go grab it. I'll be right back. I got it. Oh, you got it. I have it on my. There's phone. actually a music like we recorded the music video off of that album too. Oh, we're watching that for sure. It's. I know Steve liked it. He saw it. Yeah. We did it in a local wrestling ring. Oh yeah, and so we also had local Steve, of yeah. So we had, and so they had to like teach us how to do this stuff, and we got our asses whipped for an entire day. The, the, and, when you poured the milk on yourself, yeah. So we all had characters. Oh, in we're it. watching this for sure. What, what I've, are we I've, at here? I've listened to it before. I, don't know if um, I spelled it right. Yeah? No, it's one yeah. word. Uh, Steve pulled up, and we were checking yeah. out a bunch of your stuff. But it's been a little while. It's been since last year. Yeah, shoot. that's him. So that's that. This guy right here is the guy who plays bass now for me. So they're pulling so up and this Spotify. dude right here, that long-haired guy, that's the father of let me, my let granddaughter. Let me see it, Eric. Right here, I'll get it playing in the mic. Yep. What uh, what song, Chad? Uh, 
Are we going to get in trouble for playing any of this music? No, no, no. We were on Rise of the Sun. No, no, not this album. Which song do you want me to play? Play Go to the, Go to Lie to Me. Yeah, that album. Geppetto? Uh, yeah, play Geppetto, man. That's the one we did the Here, video from. Let me play it. That way I can play it in the... Uh... Here, I can get it. Sound good. Geppetto? Yeah. Reminds me of um, I'm drawing a blank on the band like Newfound uh, Glory. Um, no, it reminds me of um, oh damn, I'm drawing a blank. It's one of my um, I, I used to go to their shows all the time. I used to be really into like the hardcore and punk scene. Mm-hmm. I like um, you'll know the band when I remember. It. I'm drawing a blank, but now I like it. I like that type of shit. Yeah, the they're still they're too. still together, man. They're still playing. Um, I, I had to leave. The, I left the band last September. Uh, we we were going on tour to support that album, yeah. and I had to the guy who's playing bass for them now. Um, I had to get a fill in because of my career. Mm-hmm. I we had stuff going on. And I couldn't go on tour, yeah. and so I knew like that's I had. Oh, dude, I, 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 I gotta get my phone. They have a song called "Goonies Never Say Die." That's one of the. Can we just look it up? Um, yeah, type that in. God, I, I can't believe it. I, used I, to- I love those guys. Um, if if we if music ever gets to get played live again, yeah. and they. Come around, man. Go see them because they're yeah. That's awesome. You've been a part of some pretty amazing bands, though. Is that the song or the band? Yeah, the song. Let me see. I've had a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun playing music. Set your goals. You ever heard of Set Your Goals? I have not. That band. I've probably heard of that song because that sounds familiar. I'm a really big fan of. I I just drew a blank. I saw Set Your Goals a few times, and they have a bunch of real good. It's like sounds like you guys could go on tour together, and people would all be stoked about it. Yeah, it's. I, I liked had, it, man. That's I had a lot of fun with that band. Um, it was—I didn't create that band; I joined it. Um, yeah. So, but there was a few different lineup changes throughout the time, even when I was in it. Yeah. And that's how bands—you know—bands do that shit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but yeah, I was had the band before that that I was really proud of was a the fuck Texas tattoo that you guys saw earlier. Yeah, I never yeah. told the story on that. So, <laughs> one of my best friends, Jason Wren, um, moved to Texas. Uh, back in 2013. Looks like a skinny version of Captain Spaulding. Yeah, he does. He does. And uh, he was to the left or right of me in every band I was in for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And the the bluegrass band that we started... Uh, which was didn't start out as a bluegrass band. It's just me and him. We played you know heavy rock and roll all the time, and we wanted to do some root stuff that we were you know as part of our childhood. Yeah. And uh, so you know I'm playing acoustic guitar and he's playing mandolin and we're just my wife I love that bluegrass shit. Yeah, my wife was uh, in the band as well, and she adds she added all the pretty to our ridiculousness. And my wife's a hell of a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started writing songs, and this little. This little side project ended up turning into a really big, you know, bluegrass band. Yeah. Is that uh, music still playing? Is there music playing yeah, right it now? It sounds like it. So, but we were called Moonshine Junction, and we had a lot of damn fun. No. Like, that was, 
that was one of our favorite things. It was just to go out. We didn't. We did. We got the bluegrass community hated us because we were too punk rock and we didn't play (laughs) standards correctly. Yeah. Um. We wrote a lot of songs about you know just depression and just old old timey kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So Jason, whenever he moved away and uh, down to down to Austin, Texas. We started the fuck Texas thing with the band because it was just is like our love yeah, to him. Yeah. And then one day I decided I was at the tattoo shop and decided to get it That's plastered on my back. And I took a picture of plastered. it, sent it, <laughs> sent it to my wife, and she's like, "Oh, who drew that on you?" I was like, "Oh no, that's permanent." And she's like, "You're a fucking dumbass." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. There, so. Every time you say that, there's a band that called No Hope in Texas mm-hmm. that I was really into for a while. I don't yeah. know if you ever heard of them or not. I have not. The the first time he showed me that tattoo, though, like we came to a race you were doing. Was yeah. that the twenty four hour? No, deal? it was my first ultra marathon. It yeah. was the Hawthorne Half Day. It was a twelve hour run around. Well, we go down to support him. He's running for twelve hours, and he's running, and he passes. Stacy's like, "Did you see his tattoo?" <laughs> like, oh, well, right there on his back. Yeah, it says "fuck Texas." <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, that's out there for everybody right there. Yeah. yeah. Now, look at that. That sure is what it says. <laughs> right there, it is. <laughs> there it is. I mean, it's 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 one of those things that, like, I, I can't go swimming in a public pool anymore, but I didn't swim in public pools any fucking way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm not really. <laughs> just you don't need to worry about it. Just keep your shirt on in Texas. You know, yeah. nope, nope. No, no. If I don't get punched by a Texan by taking my shirt off, because they're proud people, man. They are. They they are. are. If, very if I don't get punched by a Texan, then that's this. This is all for naught. It has to be done. (laughs) I'm getting getting pretty old, and I don't want to take a punch to the face anymore. But that's, I think, that's our five listeners in Texas are like, man, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. See, I told you, I'm gonna make people mad. It's no disrespect. No, it's a love thing. It's It's, funny, yeah. And and Jason is still. I mean, he's. I love that guy. I'll always. He's he's one of my best friends. He's like a brother. He's like Joe to me. I mean, he's like a brother. So, did we get to the story how you guys met yet? No, we got sidetracked. We're, we're getting there. I think we did a backtrack on his bands. Yeah, yeah. that's what. Sorry. Yeah, because we start. That's how the story. You can't sorry, start sorry, until sorry. he gets Let's back. Uh, I know. Um, now you guys. Oh, we're not gonna start it. No, we gotta wait for Kurt to get back. Because he's just going to come back and be like, what were you guys talking about? Is it a bluegrass band? Do you guys have any of that music out? Just It's all over YouTube. Is it? Yeah, but we didn't. We we recorded one time, and it just that's not what we did. Like, right. we were a live band. Sure. And that's where the the funny and the chaos and things like that came mm-hmm. from was playing live. And uh, we had I a lot like of... I feel like playing live, though, you can just kind of be yourself and joke around and, that's and what, kind it, of bullshit, you know? Yeah. Moonshine Junction was just a fun band. I mean, it, it was just fun to listen to you guys, Great, and you could just tell that it, it was... was that the na- so if you looked that up, you can find it on YouTube? Yeah, probably. Oh, we're diving deep after this. Yeah. Oh, we are for sure. There's we're going to watch Shad Rock out. We had out. a lot of fun, man. It we wrote some really fun songs and Dude, I'm I'm telling you, like the Hannes project, dude, some of the stuff you guys cranked out was just We still play. We still I come Joe never I come Joe never joined. Because I played spoons a couple times. <laughs> Joe would the just come board. and get drunk. He yeah, just I, I was, stand there with bush lights and go. Yeah, I was standing front row center. I was creepy. Yeah, I was front row center. Hammer drunk. Yeah, that was Joe. Uh, I, I jumped up on stage a couple times. Probably. I don't know. Pretty. I would when 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 <laughs> I, crowd surf before I started I playing instruments with the young. bands. Uh, just as a front man, I wasn't on the stage a whole hell of a lot. I would. I, I like to wreck shit. A lot. Right. So one of the, the first moment. one of the first times I ever saw you play was the fourth quarter, and you were in a dress. I was. I was, it was a sarong, you dick. It wasn't a dress. <laughs> That's a dress. <laughs> sarong. <laughs> yeah, my, that was the only show my is. dad ever came. Yeah, it was but. just. It's a wrap that women use, for, like when they 
have a bikini on and it just like looks like a dress. Oh, oh, okay. But uh, my roommate had it, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to wear that. And for what? It's like for my show. Oh, okay. Okay. And go it for was it. it was the only show my dad ever came, came to, to. <laughs> and he brought some guys from work. So. Did that's you my, know they were coming? That's my son. No, you he didn't br- know they were coming. And, no, and my that's dad's my, my dad's that's an old hippie, and and a lot of his friends are are very you know redneck, and and then he shows up to this dive bar, and his this is when I had long hair, when I had hair before male pattern baldness took over completely. <laughs> Sees his you know his long haired son with painted toenails and this floral sarong on. <laughs> And just climbing up on tables. And at one point in time, like I'm, I'm up on a table and I'm screaming. Kicked a bear out of my hand. Kicked a bear out of Joe's hand. I and I look down <laughs> and my dick is hanging out of my boxers Oof. with the sarong. And it's just like it's, that's what boy. That's yeah. So my dad <laughs> at the end of it, he comes up to Why me not? and he's like, "That was interesting, but the one day I come and bring my friends, you wear a fucking dress." And right? yeah, I was just like, "He goes, you know how much shit I'm gonna have to hear from this oh, at work." He probably still hears about it. Yeah, the one like Zoolander. Jesus Christ, Derek. Yeah. So, which I don't. <laughs> I, I have no punch. shame. So. So, so to recap, Shad, he's a traditional bow hunter, skateboarder, dress rock wearer. star. I'm not a rock star. No, you're. Yeah, a rock you kind of are. And you work in a steel mill. I do work. You're in a, a steel boss mill. at a steel mill. I'm not a boss. You're a boss. I'm not a boss. Don't don't go meek. I'm not a boss. Shut up. Um, and he's meek. Yeah. All right. So back to the. Go ahead. So let's hear we, the, we let's hear the story. The, this, we wait we wait for you. So the 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 story of how Joe and I met. So and this is I don't. You guys are young. I don't know if you guys remember the MySpace times. <laughs> oh oh fuck yes, we do. We ain't I know that you young. Do. I know. I just like to fuck with you. I um, don't. So <laughs> MySpace pre pre Facebook is like pre COVID times. Uh, you always had a fucking song playing in the background. Yeah, man, you had your top eight. You know, oh, yeah, yeah you sure. <laughs> yeah. You were rocking it, yeah. and uh, probably some Pink Floyd so or some shit. You know, this. I end up. This girl comes to a show. We talk, and, and she's like, "We should go on a date." Blah blah blah. So we go on a date. I go to pick her up, and I'm there, and Joe comes walking in, and this might have been around turkey season time. I don't remember. Dates are kind of shady around that. I was really drunk back then, but <laughs> Joe comes walking in, and we start talking. And uh, we're talking about, you know, he's mentioned something. I was like, oh, you're a hunter? And he's like, looks at me, because he's this fucking crackhead, thin, long-haired, <laughs> rock and roll guy. Straight up crackhead. He yeah. starts talking about hunting and shit and shooting. I was like, oh, yeah, I shoot traditional archery. And he's just like, like kind of gives me huh? this fucking look, right? So anyways, this, we go out on this date. Not me and Chad. Not me and <laughs> Oh, not my bad. You two didn't go on a date? So we go on this I date. I thought you said the archery thing. And you know. Joe ends up at the same bar that we're at later on that night. And this chick and I, is not, we're not really vibing too well and so i well, looked me at and Chad's vibing. i looked at joe and i was like <laughs> and we rad. are we are both completely pissed drunk and i don't recommend anybody do this but if you do it with the right person it creates a lifelong friendship so i was like dude you want to get out of here and he's like yeah so we get in my car in yeah. a town that we grew up in right we go to go to another bar and we're driving, and I turn, which I shouldn't have been behind the wheel. I'm not advocating this kind of behavior at all, but this is how it happened. <laughs> this is kind of like drinking the happy hour type yeah. thing. Like, we do not condone this. Yeah, we're right, we're right. adults now. But if you do it, it's just it's, it's, it's a, if yeah. yeah. So I turn the wrong way down a one-way street that I knew was a one-way street as a cop was going by. Hmm. But it was the fastest way to the next bar. Yeah, so, that's so, what, so, so Joe's like, route. oh, shit. So I just floor it. 
We start flying down alleyways. Go and back. There's, there's berries and cherries. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, they're trying to catch us. <laughs> Float into his parking lot of his apartment complex. Just kind of like slide size. Get out, and we just start walking down the road to the bar. To the bar that we that were, we were going to. Smart. As the, we Smart. see the cops looking for us, but you know my car was in the back of this parking lot. And stuff. you guys are walking now. We're yeah. walking now. Yeah, we're just casual. Like this was just what you do the first time you meet somebody, of right? Of course. Yes. 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 So we go to the bar. Continue to become ridiculously drunk, walk back to his apartment where we decide to take a giant road construction barrel home with us. Not my home, his home. He's like, man, I've got catfish fried up. Let's go back to my place, have catfish sandwiches. <laughs> I'm like, catfish I'm sandwiches. like, I'm all about a catfish Say sandwich. Dude, I, I live where we're at in Terre Haute is Indiana State, which is like the minor league version of IU or Purdue. Yeah. If you can't okay. get in there, you go to ISU. I said it. I graduated there. I'm cool with it. But, I mean, I was still a redneck, still a hillbilly, and I'm going catfish and everything. I've got all these catfish flavors. I'm like, come on, dude. You're my new best friend. we got to make some sandwiches, man. He's in the city, like, chopping catfish heads off and throwing them at the balcony across the street to the people there up there. There was a yelling. fraternity across yeah. the street. They're having a party. We're throwing catfish <laughs> heads. <laughs> so so we eat, we're eating these catfish sandwiches, and I'm looking at this barrel. And Joe's looking at the barrel, and it's like this Like, this double, ain't a road cone. This is a road this barrel. This is a fucking barrel, a plastic barrel. barrel. <laughs> that has the light on top. And sure. so we're, we're looking at this thing, and there's the stairs that go down. I, Two and a half stories. I could, Dude, let's ride the barrel down the stairs. And it's like we both had the same light bulb that went off. And, and you guys just met. Yeah, just yeah. met. So... Like, get Joe's inside at the barrel? And yeah, it down? well, that's what... So we put it down. It I was like, I go, dude... <laughs> Get in the barrel. Just like head first in the barrel. He's like, yeah. Still has a sandwich in his hand. <laughs> Climbs in, and I just kind of poof, just kick him. Just kick right? him down the stairs. He hits the first step, and then just kind of goes poof, poof, and just starts flipping <laughs> down it. Stuck inside of it, forearms bleeding. <laughs> still holding his fish sandwich. Still eating my sandwich. Still eating his sandwich. He's like, dude, get me out of there. He's like, hold on, I got to take a picture. This is flip phone time with you know, <laughs> a one-inch screen that nobody could see the fucking picture on anyway. Right. Yeah. It's so all I, grainy and I shit. Take yeah, this two picture. megapixels. Yeah, I take this picture of Joe's feet just sticking out of this barrel, and this is like our first date, basically. So you um, guys did go on a date then? Well, that It turned out to be that way. By the way, the, the chick that I was a roommate, I, I lived with like... Five. Seven or eight people. There's a whole bunch of people. No, it was five girls. Yeah, that I lived oh, with. Oh damn, right Joe Stallion. And no, no they I, didn't like him. No, <laughs> they didn't like me. I didn't pay rent. I, I mean, I'm chopping the fucking catfish heads off in their kitchen. Why would they like? Me? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. They they did not realize what they uh, what they what got the with that. Do. Yeah. They're like, oh, this guy can pay rent. Well, yeah, we had no idea where they were. <laughs> they they get home and we're like all we're both bleeding and everything, riding a barrel down the stairs. And that was like the weekend thing for like the next seven or eight weeks. Oh man, just riding this barrel down we the had, stairs. We had, we had pe- parties that would you know these people would come over yeah. just to like ride this fucking barrel down the stairs. Because I was like, because <laughs> after he after he like flipped through, I was like. We can I can I can surf this thing, dude. I'm a skateboarder. I can skate this down the stairs. He's do like, better. no, you can't. Fuck you. So I just jump <laughs> on it. And the bottom of the stairs, there was a 90-degree turn with like four more stairs. So I'm just floating down it, and there's only one way to stop, and that's against the wall. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're just something. like, yeah, impelling yourself into the wall, <laughs> laughing. So we're what sitting, year was this? Ooh. 2004? No, it wasn't. Three? Mm, Five? Wait, somewhere wait, in that wait, area. Wait, wait. 2003. Yeah, it's somewhere in that area. Three or that was a long time 2003 ago. 2003 or four, yeah. We've had a pretty lengthy 
courtship. <laughs> yeah. We're we're legally married in some states, so oh yeah, yeah we were. Damn. But like I was in college at the time, you were just. I was not in college. I was a drunk, and... divorced guy with three kids. So yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> so you're definitely looking to but then, surf you know, board he... a barrel down some stairs. Huh? <laughs> I was on a mission to kill myself, man. Yeah, and, we we and did the whole. Did, I missed a lot, <laughs> and Joe was there to help you. <laughs> he was there. We had a lot of really good bad ideas, man. That's I mean, awesome. the, like his thirtieth birthday, he did thirty shots of Jaeger in like an hour and a half. That sounds oh, so that terrible. Was, that it sounds was, the goal was an hour. Ever. The goal was an hour. And it, I mean, it was horrible. I ended I don't up, think I could do that in six hours. I ended up naked walking, air guitaring down the bar at the at the bar where that was called Old Emeralds, <sighs> and the bar Jeez, the bar man. owner was a friend of mine, and he. The only thing he told me like was not to like do that. It was to just put boxers on because there was no talking sense. <laughs> yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. No. Well, at that point, no what? Ever. You had, you no, had in way, oh, in general. You drink a bottle of Jaeger in an hour, amongst mm-hmm. other things. How many shots yeah. are in a bottle? I don't know. I have all, no all idea. Of them. I've never counted them. That was just where we started at. Like we we yeah, left there, there and went Let's other not places. Find out. It was uh, <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> night. It was a very interesting night. So I, I was driving a 92S10 at the time. It was a classy vehicle. I had my date for the night, his date for the night, and I'm trying to get him back to his house. You have he's all four in, of you in an S10? No, no, no. He's in the bed. I'm, Yeah, I'm in the I rain. I had been fishing, apparently, because there was a couple oars in the back of my truck. He put them in... In, like, the, the pockets? In the yeah. pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving he down the he road, didn't even and know he's... I was, <laughs> Dude, just, just there, you know there's someone out there that tell that still tells a story of who, the S10 that drove by, and there's oh, someone oriented in the back. Who, who was yeah, that we man. talked to that like we pulled up on somebody? There was that we knew. there was some girl that was walking with a guy, and I picked the oar up, and I told him that if he hurt her, I was going to fucking kill him. I don't even know yeah. who the hell he was. <laughs> but that, that's basically been our our friendship. Hey, so I mean, wow. morals though. Even hey, when you're hammered. started yeah. off strong. There you go. Very, that's right. Very very different. I mean, we both kind of. I, I would like to think we both matured. I, somewhat. I don't know. A little bit. I was at a well, skate park two weeks ago. I enjoyed the story, and I definitely think our listeners will probably relate to that story with some of their friendships that they oh, have. Absolutely. You're going to get hate mail from these stories. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. <laughs> You're advocating drunk driving and, these, and running from police. Hey, like, everyone here has been young and dumb. We've yeah, all done dumb that's shit. That's the thing, you know, for yeah. sure. But hey. that being said, we grew up. I was in his wedding. He was in my wedding. Uh, we've got family. He's got grandkids because he's old. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's tough out here. That's tough. cool, though. Well, boys, we covered a ton. That was a lot. From big time that to traditional archery to just bullshit stories and fun. So much to digest. It's, it's like, like it. It's deer camp in the apartment building. I love That's it, right. man. This I love it. I love this the is feel a, here. Yeah, I do, I do too. Comfy. There's big bucks. Good people. Bush light. Bush light. What else do you need? We're out of now. Oh, shit. We got to go eat. Oh, my yeah. wife's calling. Yeah, we need some nourishment. Perfect time. Wife is, yep. Wives are calling. We're closing it out. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the fun, the serious, the fun, and everything in between. (laughs) The serious. And you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.